close and sound good? Is it a good distance? Yeah, you can bring it closer if you want. Let, let, let me just see if it does it. How does that? Just a little you, bit. You could bring it in as close as you want. Okay, there we as go. Close as it's comfortable. Great. Yeah, that's perfect. So when I whisper. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we'll be back on the other side of this intro here. Sure. From Atlanta, Fulton County. We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Purple color, I see. Then you maintain the status. December seventh, ninth. And a question a psychopath. here yes smooth we're watching car commercials you're probably thinking about buying one of these pieces right here well you know no it's funny watching this this is 97 yep yeah you thought it was 06 <laughs> i did before the uh, intro here but it's the clothing it's like i mean this was this would have been my first year in grad school last year living here 97 year, yeah back when boxing was still great you know what i mean yeah, it, we're watching uh, a boxing commercial for the listeners, the very active listeners, by the way. Welcome in if you're for the iTunes, Spotify people, thousands of people every month. You know, we bitch about cool. the YouTube views every month and Crow basically not. He didn't say it, but he, by, by the way, welcome. Welcome in. I'm Keith Pazel. This is my podcast. Yes. We're going to watch TV and make fun of it and talk about the world and ourselves through what is on television. Very nostalgic. Ooh, Ahmad Rashad doing a commercial with Felicia Rashad. Oh, yeah. They are now divorced. Oh, okay. I, they come off as sisters to me. Is that old girl from the Jeffersons? No, 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 no. That, that's from Cosby Show. Okay. Felicia Rashad was uh, was Ahmad Rashad's wife. He proposed to her during a uh, Thanksgiving Day uh, on NBC game, like a you know, it was probably the Lions game of 1988. I want to say 87, and she said yes. Oh, so wow. So he proposed to her on air because they're just you know they're celebrities, and you know something they just do stuff like that, and then their marriage lasted all of eight years. I think. Was it a rough one or did it just like, am- I, I was it, it one was, of those amicable ones? I think it was amicable. We didn't get the was, fame we wanted out of it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, <laughs> do you think they think that way, Keith? Do you think they do? No. Anyway, I know. God. Ugh. Yeah, this doesn't, this is 97. This is almost a quarter of a century ago. This is 24 years ago. And my mindset, besides the fonts, it actually looks, it's Penny Marshall and, uh, Oh, wow. Penny Marshall was made up well there. She actually looked good. And Rosie O'Donnell, who I had met, the very first famous person I ever truly met. Well, met a couple people before her, but when I was doing stand-up, she I think I told the story. Penny before. Marshall? Did she see? Not Penny Marshall, but oh, Rosie. Rosie O'Donnell on the right. Mean? Yeah. Not not a good, not kind. Not, yeah, let's put it that way. Not kind. 
I think I told the story, a very quick story. She was booked uh, a weekend at the old improv in Chicago. This would have been February the of improvisation. Ni- they had the whole name on the back. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, owned, I think, by Jamie Gertz's father. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was on Wells Street, down the street from Jordan's restaurant. Uh, this would have been February 1995. People I was friends with, I've been doing comedy less than a year, one of them being W. Kamal Bell. Uh, we were doing a, drop a name there, we were doing a, a homeless shelter benefit. We had 140 people at $10 a pop, so we raised $1,400 for a homeless shelter, $10 a pop. We all did, st- I did my eight, 10 minutes. I was okay, but I, I, I could have done better. Anyway, uh, not about that. Uh, that same weekend, we were in the sub stage, the second stage of the improv, Rosie O'Donnell, Sold out, I think, six shows, maybe seven shows over a four-day time period. I think she walked with about close to $100,000. My girl weekend. right there. And, and the guy was booking the place. Rosie is a long way from L.A. <laughs> but uh, she was, uh, and the guy who was booking the show said, can you do like five or ten minutes up front? And she said, sure, all OJ jokes, all OJ jokes she had. And they did, and she did the very, she went up, she was the very first person on stage. People were excited, it's Rosie O'Donnell. She goes up, kind of botched a joke up or two, not that big of a deal. People were happy to see Rosie O'Donnell. And uh, she got off stage, she was very upset with her set. And she said, don't ever, add, to the guy who was booking, and this was like literally the distance from, half the distance from me to you. She was right. there. She was just like, don't ever make me do something like that again. That was awful. I'm embarrassed to go up there. Don't ever ask me to do that. And it stormed off. Holy shit. And, and her first her first line when she got on stage was like, 40, there's 140 people at $10 a pop. What are you going to do? Feed someone for a half a day? Like just totally just shit on our benefit. The second, the first thing she went up, I was like, you're not a good person. Like I, I just was not, you would literally, she literally made tens of thousands of dollars that weekend. And and that was her attitude. So that inspired me when I saw that commercial there with her and Penny Marshall. There you go. The now deceased Penny Marshall. That was 1997. Now we're back here in 2021. Uh, we're, we're starting with sports here today. All right. First segment, everybody. <laughs> That's right. The sports time players. This is actually the sports song here. Oh, yeah. This is a Mod Rashad era. Yeah, yeah, this is when he... Inside stuff. He and Matt Blair are my favorite Vikings when I was a kid. Matt, uh, Mama Shot was a, a pro war four years in a Oddly row. Oddly enough, not a, not a basketball player. When I found that out, because he hosted Inside Stuff, and I was exactly. like, well, obviously he's a former basketball player. And they were like, no, that's he was like a great lineman. And I'm like, get the fuck out of no, here. No, no, no. Or, uh, he, he, was was a a receiver, wide, he was a receiver, right? He was a wide receiver, yes. But he looked so huge. Was he huge? Was he a big bulk? Oh, no, time? no, no. He was like six foot 180, 185. Some of those receivers in football, like Je- Justin Jefferson, or they're kind of, Mooney. I bet you Mooney's 185 pounds. Paul you know? Mooney? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Darnell Mooney? Oh, he's a stick. Yeah. Do you remember Johnny Knox? What would what, what, mean the tight end for the... Uh... No, the receiver for the Bears. He oh, fucking yeah. broke his neck. He got upended and Ooh. he fucking snapped his neck. Ooh. He wasn't a quad though, was he? No, or... but he had to retire from it. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. When you break your neck, it's over. You know? Shutting a window. Oh, this one was beating. <laughs> Trying to be like, hey, you shut down. Hey, be quiet next door. Hey, we're doing a podcast. No. In Los Angeles with Chicago accents. So we big got news. a lot of big, big sports stuff happened. Well, I think we all know the story. So this. we knew. Did we talk about Gruden being racist on the last episode? 
I think we may have alluded to it briefly uh, through my THC haze. I don't quite so recall. So if we didn't, John Gruden, through the Redskins investigation of them pimping out cheerleaders and shit like that, they uh, found some emails that Johnny Gruden sent out to Paul Allen to his corporate account, which is the dumb thing right away. Also, I want to get out some fine points because I'm hearing we get we get to these stories by the time all the complaints and like yeah. store and, and uh, support slash disdain comes out and everybody's saying like those are his personal emails they invaded his personal privacy the first amendment only applies to the government the national football league is not the government the raiders are not the government it's a private entity you can't just say fag when you're using the nfl's email accounts yeah yeah uh, and here's the thing about it too. You know, I've heard piecemeal. I've actually still never read. Have any of his emails even been released? They've just it's, it's all simple, been just little snippets. actual quotes of the words. So he, in the the best order I could think of, from 2011 to 2018, the Demoris Smith stuff was about the lockout in 2011. Called him Dumb Morris, which I think is actually kind of funny. Um, but he, then the, he's, he's he said terrible. He, he said he had lips the like size him. of Michelin tires. Whoa, whoa, that's that's yeah, very yeah, bad. Yeah. Calling him dumb, okay, whatever. But <laughs> Michelin, whoa, that, yeah. That's. And then he was against female refs. He was down on that. And then he was saying, uh, "I, I don't, you know, that pussy Roger Goodell making Jeff Fisher draft queers when they drafted Woo! Roger Sam." Woo! Um, anytime Tony, Tony Sam, he said he hated the new rules. These non-football pussies, he kept saying, like it's just shit, a decade of shit like that. Well, that's the thing about it is I thought it maybe been a few emails. Like, okay, it was uh, ten years ago. Maybe he's changed. I do believe there has to be some sort of flexibility for someone to change. It was a consistent pattern for a decade. It was not like oh he did it a few times and he has contrition now and oh he was immature. No, he it, it was a pattern of behavior. So what I'm curious about, Keith. Well, here's what we're going to add yeah, yeah. to this. So yeah. a, earlier last night earlier today it comes out uh, cuz my thing was if he resigned there's more emails. If he resigned there's either more emails or he still talks like that. <laughs> over like the fag and the n-word is in his autocorrect yeah in his text <laughs> it, it adds the r's yeah yeah exactly yeah it's not n-i-g-g-a exactly yeah yeah exactly yeah. so uh so that's when anyone resigns and doesn't get fired it's like okay that's a so there's more to this and then it comes out that like this is deeper than just the nfl and the raiders news organizations are in this and then it comes out that Adam Schefter, top reporter, Adam Schefter is the guy that officially breaks all the news. He's the Ken Rosenthal. That's why I heard about it in, uh, of Monday. NF- yeah. yeah. He broke all this Aaron Rodgers shit. He's the one who leaked all of that before a game yep. Yep. on purpose. They've always suspected he gets his sources, like he that teams leak his news to him. Well, in those emails, you find that he sent one of his stories before he made it public to Paul Allen, who was the president of the Redskins at the time and basically told him here, Mr. Editor make your, so, so he has no, he's a fraud. He has no fucking integrity integrity as a journalist anymore. So he's now one of our frauds to add to the column list. Uh, And what we're going to do is we're going to watch Adam Schefter talk about John Gruden before he knew that he was going to be, involved in this scandal this is bullshittery at its finest this is when i got the uh got this is where i got the news two days ago that gruden had basically had resigned he has resigned basically he's, he's, he's going to be canned right 
He was going to be sacked, as they would say in England, correct? Yes. Yeah. Sacked. Uh, yeah, here we go. This is what I watched. That everything that's going on impacted the performance. You got Susie Colbert right there. She talks <laughs> like she's coaching a softball team. Well, I'm Susie Colbert. <laughs> You're playing short outfield. I'm going to be the power bat. Well, you know, I, I've always well. You like the Colbs? S- well, Susie, Susie is a lover of women, correct? I believe it's she. Or is Maybe, she, no, you know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. That earnest voice. Couple you know, of, it's just so earnest. The weight of the world is couple way of, done. A couple of bare female heels on those fucking exposed oh, I, shoulders I, listen, right there. Listen, she's cute as a button, you know, no, no doubt about that. I just prop a really feminine lady against the wall of a stall in the bathroom here. <laughs> it's not sexual assault. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah, I mean, how could it not? Uh, and on, on Friday, as, as a fire already, he had asked yeah, questions, yeah. is my head coach a racist? Based uh, yeah. Based on emails that were well, sent 10 years ago. So <laughs> that would normally be time that I would be mentally yeah. preparing to play. Yeah. So instead of focusing on the game, I have to focus on whether or not my... Man, I got to say, good call getting a guy named Booger to react to this. I know. I was like, this is a man named Booger, who I think is a... I, I like Booger I like McFarlane. Booger McFarlane. I, I think he's got, he breaks it down well. It's actually his name. It's not some stupid name like Swagoo that yeah. they give a guy. <laughs> the big Swagoo. <laughs> All my right. head coach really likes me based on the color of my skin. Um, I don't know John Gruden's heart. I played for him. Well, we do now. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I want to hear you. He was my coach. That. We won a Super Bowl. I don't know his heart. In order to understand or know whether he's a racist or not, you probably need to know his heart. But he's at the very, very minimum opened himself up, self up to questioning every time he gets looked at by another black person, whether or not he likes them or dislikes them for the color of their skin. Well, I'll tell you what he's not going to open up. I'll tell you what he's not going to open up when he sees a black person, his front gate or his door. (laughs) No, no, he will. He'll probably open up his AK-47 actions. It'll probably do. No, no. Anyway. So. uh, And that's on him. He's got to deal with that. As far as this is concerned with the Las Vegas Raiders in the NFL, the last 20. Boy, they're just not getting good PR. I mean, do you think Vegas is going to care about this? It's kind of it is Sin City after all. Well, I'm curious. I'm, I, I have a question for you. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, wh- what has been the response of Trump Nation to this? Do you nothing know? yet? I mean, I, I feel like he, I I do too. I think Gruden's kind of way he just resigned. I don't think he can jump on the fucking Ben Shapiro. I got canceled podcast tour. Yeah, quite yet. Three months, I think he'll be at a Trump rally. The next Trump rally, this John Gruden, great guy. He'll bring it up. Yeah, because I, 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 I... But if Gruden's uh, the type of racist or shithead I think he is, you know, I'm just apolitical. Yeah. I just don't want to smell their sweat, you know, when I'm in the locker room. That, 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 that's kind of the, uh, 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 the continuum of racist. So who is he like, in your opinion? He's is- like a guy who doesn't... I would... The guy probably doesn't even vote. Yeah, 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 he's, yeah. But he probably yeah. does like Donald Trump, so he probably wouldn't yeah, turn it down. I'm exactly. not saying he's not a, but, you know. Because I think the theory as to why they haven't said anything yet, they're going to hold off. The Raiders or Gruden? The, no, uh, the Trump nation. Trump yes. nation is going to hold off before they start saying stuff, although they're chomping at the bit because they know Donald Trump 
detest the NFL because the NFL didn't, didn't allow him to get him franchise. Yeah. And he holds a litany of slights against him, which is such an admirable trait. You know, n- not being able to forgive other human beings is such a good trait to have. So he li- that's why he yeah. wants to needle them at every opportunity possible. So he's going to see how this kind of plays out for a little while. Yeah. But eventually he's going to want to bring Gruden into the fold Dude. to then needle the NFL. Also, they're going to wait because I think from what you were saying before, uh, this is part of maybe even a larger story going on here, even larger than John Gruden. Like it's NFL owners or things like that. Like, well, why why wasn't Snyder like? Uh, well, where, where where's his uh, slap on the wrist? That's uh, what you know? everybody's saying. There's so many. This is like the Epstein thing, where <clears throat> someone's gonna have to take the fall. And I think that's even where Adam Schefter comes in. I think there are more journalists, maybe even entire networks that let the NFL edit their stories. And I think ESPN might have went to Schefter and they were like, look, man, you are you got to go. Here's the sword. You're the head you of the fucking dragon and we're all rotten. And they found out, they found us all out. And here's 30 mil. I don't know you will never be much. a reporter again, though. But, 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 He'll but, never be. A, I mean, he's yeah. got, this is what's good. Bad, though, about the Internet is he can just start his own Twitter or private yeah. Substack. Yeah. Where uh, or I don't know if Shefty will take the canceled route, the pity me route. Yeah, I think Shefty's going to try and say that was, oh, you don't understand the context of that. Like I was I, I actually wanted him to correct a fact that I thought I had wrong. And I was just calling him Mr. Editor as a joke. There's ways you can get around it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let, let me at the same time. The fact that you just send it to a to a team, Mr. Edit, editor, and, and just that like, oh, no, I was being sarcastic. Let's hear this. Let's hear more of this. Once we've gone through a, a reckoning in this league where they put down slogans in the end of every end zone. That's in racism. Let's stop hate. Black lives matter. Okay. How can you? P- we run. We kick. We pass. <laughs> put those things. That's what you said in the last episode. Remember? I did. When the, we were talking about the Vikings rigid play. Oh, we're oh. like, they just out there. We run, we kick, kick we pass. pass. Yeah, <laughs> That would be the song of the rigid football character. Well, it's just there's I mean, there I, I don't we I don't can talk quickly about that. No, no, I don't want to talk. About I, that. Will, I don't want to watch this because well, there is a video, though, quick of Max Kellerman. They they called it the win. On, and they were like, man, uh, you guys made Dan Campbell cry, by the way. Well, I, I don't did know you if you realize that? this. I, I was I, I saw that. I did. The I, Lions I, I came out. Bad. The Lions came out the emotional winner out of this. People are really behind the Lions. Oh, exactly. Because the Lions actually won the game. They didn't win the game, but they actually won the game. <laughs> did, did, I don't have to tell you, I watch all these podcasts. I go. To, it's called The Vent, where people vent about Viking games. Yeah. It was extremely validating because the first thing they open with these three guys who have been watching the Vikings, they're like, weren't you sarcastically cheering for the Lions? And I was like, yes, I was. I mean, my reaction, because these millennial clowns that were near us can put nothing into context because they don't know me. But it is this is like, you have to understand, the Zimmerman era yeah, is really it's teetering. It's it's they're about teetering. To, they're about much to, like American democracy. They're Keith. about to. They're removing all of the male fupas from the league. <laughs> Slender coaches. <laughs> Bill. All right. Well, well, again, he would have been a great coach in 1987. Go we'll ahead. Go back. Let's to watch this. more. It's in the end zone of the stadiums that are being played on field. Look at Schefter. Doesn't even know what's coming. Look yeah. at that man right there. I wonder are, if he does. Conducted by teams that are 70 percent black, and you see the emails that John Gruden has told us those are his you said these things but you want us to believe he thinks words. he's getting away with it too he's probably sitting there Schefter being like I'm gonna fucking get away with it 
Gruden's the scapegoat. I, I'm a betting man. I bet you in his mind he's like, oh shit, oh shit. I think the opposite. Oh shit, oh shit. Don't find me. And the NFL may be putting the onus on Mark Davis. And if Mark Davis is the owner, he deserves that onus right now. So Mark Davis, it's really simple. Hey, I'm talking to you, Mark Davis. You are the owner of the team. You have 70% of your team. Mark Davis watches NFL. What day was this? This is, I think, yesterday. Said something. That is disrespectful. I tell you who we need to cancel. Uh, Mark Davis's barber. That's who we need to fucking cancel. Oh my cancel. god, dude! So <laughs> he looks like he looks like a, a melted, <laughs> possessed toy. Yeah, it, it has a it has a certain mo from the Three Stooges bad lesbian hairstyle. You know, like it's, it's mo from the Three Stooges, but Philadelphia mo, like with AIDS. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Yeah, he is Philadelphia. A, what an unattractive man! You know, in racism. Stop hate. Let's get the shifty. And I'm not one of these guys who has like lingering homophobia. I can't. I, I don't know if a guy's good looking or not. You can look at Brad Pitt and say, yeah, that's a handsome man. You know, you know what I mean? Like, this is a beautiful man. You know, there's a reason why he's a movie star. Doesn't make you gay. That whole gay disclaimer. I, that was a big thing in the 90s. You know, I'm not gay, but that's a pretty nice sunset. You know, like. Like, God forbid, like something. So here's you know? Shefty before yeah. he yeah. knew he was caught up in this. Let's look at attitude. Let's look at body language. Exactly. His face a little bit. Exactly. Let's look at maybe accusations he's throwing around. Yep, absolutely. I'm sorry. The clock is ticking. I had a team call me today and said that, and we'll see if it's right. This is an issue that hangs over this team and threatens to derail their season. I bet he had oh, a team no, call so, so, today. So, this must have been like Sunday because you no, know, this is pre pre him uh, okay. resigning. Okay, uh, yeah, that they knew. Okay, th- yeah. What, what day was this? Because this is probably before before he actually resigned. Because you could tell. I mean, the, the, their tone is that of, oh no, this is and, and Randy Moss. I mean, the African American people on the panel are like, listen, uh, choice has to be made, decision has to get made. Okay, here we Aren't go. Aren't you glad you're not a bigot? Jesus. Here are yeah. the details I from mean, the Times report. In one of those emails, he called NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell a homophobic slur. In another so email, in other words, a faggot. He said that Goodell should not have pressured Jeff Fisher, then the coach of the Rams, to draft Michael Sam, a gay player chosen by the team in 2014. Gruden also criticized Goodell and the league for hiring female referees and trying to reduce <laughs> concussions. And he said, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta guy say shit. I got to say something else. I thought about this. Ricky Carmona and I were watching the Monday night game two weeks ago. Chargers Raiders. There's a you know there's a female ref, and we were both just like, she obviously is probably the best ref out there because she had to be so good in order to even get hired. I'm sure she scored like a hundred percent on the yeah. ref exam. She probably has the rules down cold. Well, That's the truth. The players. She probably has to field a lot of players just sneaking up to her ear and going. If you wanted my special three wood, I'd give it to you. <laughs> is that from uh that's hello larry that's larry. that's hello larry my special three wood wow he literally know how that would yeah. be used and then he'd whip Tw- that three wood out and the girl would go <laughs> and bring in adam schefter with the very latest adam what do we know is that michael jordan Rudin resign- michael know. b jordan the actor that looks like michael fucking stefan urkel you know so you know when steve urkel would go into his time machine oh, and come yeah. out stefan urkel yeah, exactly. nation went down well, I think what happened here, Ryan, is that it started on Friday with the initial uncovering. Uh, he's got a Michigan helmet over his shoulder. Well, oh, we look know at him. Where That's he's fitting. Yeah. These are the these are his sources back there. 
The, those are those are the four. That's the Illuminati symbol. He turns those, and that fucking bookshelf just becomes fucking computers. <laughs> or it turns. It's got yeah. cameras in locker rooms. He's watching Tom Brady jerk off. Sent <laughs> in which he used a racial trope about Demora Smith, the NFLPA executive director. I think the NFL was waiting to see what action the Raiders. He sounds like a guy no that is just fucking smarmy. Who, 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 Schefter? Schefter. I always thought he was, I thought he doubled as a Fox reporter. I'm being dead serious. I confused him with it. There's a guy on Fox, and I, I don't watch fixed news very much, but the few times I had, the, the reporters kind of, they sound like him. I thought he was a, fi- a fixed guy also. A fixed guy? Yeah, I love you fixed, call fixed fi- news. Fi- well, it's fixed news. So. About 90 minutes later, here comes the New York Times story that details seven years worth of emails that John Gruden sent to Bruce Allen, the former Washington football team. My best friend, Bruce Allen. Yeah, I tell you. Again, if you do it a couple times, honestly, Keith, honestly, Keith, if you did it a couple times 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and it's an email and they find it, I think there is something to you can possibly change. When it's been this pattern for years, that's a fucking problem. Shifty, we're going to take you off screen because it looks like you're setting up for a party there. What are you celebrating? (laughs) Well... I'm in the clear here. Yeah, exactly. So that was because Gruden and Schefter sound the same. They both have that kind of. Yeah, the way they, This yeah, is the yeah. story. Yeah, I'm yeah. a tough guy. Yeah, you know, here's my voice. I'm Look yeah. at my testicles popping out of my pants. Here it was uncovered Gruden during the investigation of the Washington Football Team, and obviously in those emails, John Gruden insulted just about everybody that you could think of. And they included a number of racist, sexist, 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 and homophobic slurs. And at that point in time, he does kind of look like he's trembling. I want, yeah, it's, it's, Mark it's Davis, it's the Raiders owner, drove into the team's training facility, went to find John Gruden. The two men met, and then John Gruden an embrace in a deep, passionate yeah. French kiss. <laughs> it's like that moment in a mob movie. It's like the moment in a mob movie where you think they're about to fight, and then they're like, ah. <laughs> and the there two we people go Giuseppe <laughs> so, and then the two people watching have to be like oh no they're coming after us Shefty's coming after you I think everybody can debate that and wonder exactly how the outcome took place I'm sure there were many conversations and it had to be very emotional for it, Mark does he have Davis a cold to basically- no that's his voice because he's always breaking stories so he's yeah. fucking hoarse from breaking all this news that he gets fed to him directly because he's got a pipeline up to his ass I mean, he is he. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't. Jay Glazer really bothers me. He's so tiny. Jay Glazer looks like a man created in a a homunculus (laughs) created specifically by the NFL. You know, (laughs) to report injuries so people get fucked up fantasy results. Because he and Schefter, they're kind of they're sort of at a similar plane, right? Kind of a similar level. They're NFL guys. They break stories. They have inside dope on people, right? That's how like, they do. We're NFL guys. You know? We break stories <laughs> like the fucking dragnet. You know? I mean, yeah, that's their thing, you know, right? Yeah, that Schefter is. Got, he got canned, too. He got shit canned, too. Schefter? Yeah. No, I don't I don't know if that's happened yet. Oh, oh, oh it's a rumor. And he came. This happened literally in the middle of the night last night, and I doubt ESPN is going to break a story about their own reporter being yeah, fucking I, until they really up to it. the teams. Yeah. That's why you'll only see podcasts like this talking about it. Exactly. Well, no, there was one wild guy, <laughs> There was one guy last night who went live the second the shit broke. 
Jesus. Like, I'm not saying us specifically. I'm saying low level. Yeah. 40 view podcasts on like YouTube. Us. Like, like us. us. Exactly. Are the guys who can go on because we have no repercussions. Yeah. Exactly. We can say we could fucking literally put a fucking a penis in his mouth right now through the TV. Yeah. And do a scene <laughs> and we wouldn't get bounced at all because we're <laughs> insignificant. And he's no one essentially cares. let go. Then we got some good Monday people. Football. Like and I said, fans, thousands every month. That is true. That you know, that's something they just don't watch. Maybe no, they do. Maybe they're maybe, part of the forty know, that watch. I mean, again, yeah, but at least they listen. That's something. You know, it's something. Anyway, it was a swift fall. It was a stunning fall. I think it was something the NFL wanted to see from the time it said that John Gruden's emails. Yeah, were- something you- that I specifically planned because I've been giving bullshit information edited by the NFL for decades, and I needed somebody to take the fall for me. I released the emails. It was me, Austin, and he just turns into Vince McMahon. You do you know? <laughs> do you know what? Uh, uh, th- this is the NFL though. Too, he's right. I'm sure the NFL is like pull the bandaid off quickly. Pull it off quickly. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, make it a quick decision. There's going to be multiple scapegoats here. It's going to be like in Goodfellas when you keep seeing the montage of bodies dropping. Dun, 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 dun. We were Goodfellas. Dun, 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 Obviously, the Raiders move on, and Rich Bisaccia, the assistant head coach, now becomes you know, it's the interesting. Las Vegas Raiders interim head coach. Now, now Adam Schefter say, now becomes the Las Vegas Raiders head coach. What I wanted to say was with you know that game on Sunday when the Bears beat the Raiders on the road, and I thought to myself, I, I thought it was it was a bounce back game for the Raiders, like they had lost on Monday night to the Chargers, you know, and it's like, oh, they're going to bounce back. Bear, Bears fans, honestly, Bears fans. They should be happy, right? They're three and two. I mean, they, they, they should be happy and right now. And it's exciting. Now. I think I mentioned this during the Viking rant last. I mean, they're week. not good, but they're still. not good. But they may. I feel like he's one of those slight guys, like a Josh Allen or Mahomes, in that the defense looks excited to give the ball him back. Yeah. Like they want. Like, they're no, playing hard. Let's give yes. the ball. Let's get the ball back because we'll probably score with him. Or at least, yeah, stop them because it's like we have a chance of actually winning with yeah. this guy, you know. So, so I even tweeted, I go, I go, isn't it funny how the defense looks like they have more life because he's in the game? It's almost like they want to get him the ball back. Yeah. Unlike yeah. they did the last two years when they knew they had a garbage quarterback. What? Why be good I know. when you're just going to go three and out at the 40 yard line? No, I know. I know. And get beat down, you know, and it's uh, I, I also uh, but but I think I wonder if the Raiders this this was looming over the Raiders during that game. I think, oh yeah, too. I, I think that that they might have even they, told him he probably even knew that was his last game. I want and leave it to Gruden to be like, we're just gonna throw it all out. We're gonna there. tank it, you know. These fucking pussy boys. Even though I know that DN, I don't know, is, they have a DN who's gay. I know that. Mm, yeah, was it Nasib? Nas uh, Nasib Carl Nasib. Oh, uh, okay. We have him sit over in the corner. We got a locker specifically for him. We put him back in the closet. In we call team. we call it the conversion corner. Yeah, that's what, we're gonna conversion you. We're gonna convert you back I've never to been a normal so much, way. I've never been so much for religion. I beat it out of him. Isn't that a weird? The, 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 again, that's the right. John Gruden. John Gruden beats gays. I'm here to say that factually. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I wonder about. You know, again, the Trumpism thing, and I won't go too far off on it because I have a tendency to go off on it. But there's an element, sure, there's like the born again Christian element that supports it. But there yeah. is like like an element that's just like this sort of 
kind of nihilistic, like, fuck it, man. Don't tell me how to act or behave ever. These politically correct, you know, woke assholes. But I'm not religious themselves, you know. But, 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 you know, they're just like, you know, I want to just see it burn. You know, it's just that, that type of guy who's uncool, I might add. Not a good human being. So let's, let's go see on. what Colin had to say yeah. about this. Oh, yeah. So that's Adam our Schefter. Favorite, our favorite, Colin Coward. So I don't know if we made any conclusions. I thought there was uh, Schefter was going to get fired, but. No, it, uh, I just wanted to see. I, mean, the fact I, that I wanted to emails. see his reactions. Uh, I wanted to see his reactions based on like the what we know now. And then versus him reporting it when he thought he was free and clear. That was my thing. But it looks like he was holding up pretty well. That's when you know he's smarmy. Yeah. He didn't really have any tells. Kind of looked terrified. But usually it would be interesting to see if he was feeding off any sort of diversion information. Hmm. You know, yeah, maybe. To throw the scent off of him. But here's Colin talking. Here's our boy Colin Coward on his own podcast. You really get the Colin facials on this one. Uh, I don't have Joy Taylor. No, he's in his holding house. me back. He's in his okay. house. Well, well, he, and he's in the Pacific Northwest, right? Is he actually yes. from Seattle? Well, no, he's in L.A. right now. Oh, yeah. He, he, okay. They broadcast out of L.A. Probably lives. Colin Couch. He, he lives. He did a video, a Twitter video from his yard. He lives in a house that's surrounded by bushes, like one of those. Oh, one of those houses. I think a lot of people who aren't as famous Bobby as they Knight. think they are buy houses like that. Who also worked at ESPN. He reminds me a lot of Bobby Knight, who also worked at ESPN. So let me tell you a story about Bobby Knight and Gruden, who, as they lost their power, um, increasingly rubbed their sticks. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you a little story about Bobby Knight. When they get a picture of Patton out and Ted Williams and Woody Hayes, all their heroes are actually dead white men. This is what they, they rub sticks. This is what they do. Bobby Knight and John Gruden. Bobby Knight probably Bob, rub fucking- sticks. Bobby Knight probably literally jerked off into a rag and then <laughs> threw it into a closet and then grew and just grew from it. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! What a, oh, like the spawn of yeah. God, I do not. Bobby like Knight Bobby mates Knight. like a fucking. Oh. Bobby Knight mates like a seahorse. He just fucking ejects fucking spawn. What an asshole he is! Seriously, people mocked him, and he wasn't a winning basketball coach at the end. And it's very difficult when you've had power and you start to lose it. And sometimes men or people get desperate trying to retain it. So Bobby. Ooh, making a statement. They scheduled him for my. Sounds like a parallel to the United States of America, correct? Let's get this. Gruden became a losing football coach in the NFL and moved further and further away from the Super Bowl. Um, He started lashing out his people who didn't adore him. Or he viewed as a threat. I'll give you an example. So in these emails, he's ripping Roger Goodell. Well, Gruden was at his height in Oakland from 98 to 2001. He was boy genius. The face of the franchise for slurs, not just disagreeing with people. But he picked up, he had Dungy's team. He didn't build that team. Anything that he's built failed. He had the four years after that Super Bowl team and they canned his ass because he never got back to the glory when he actually because he was there to put in, bring an offense. He inherited one of uh, the most elite defenses in the history of yeah. the NFL yeah, they were good and defense. couldn't get that. He couldn't get the same with that he got with. He was an old man quarterback. First of all, Rich Gannon, Brad Johnson. He had Chris Sims got like a s- decent season out of him. Yeah. And it was just just so much fun. You'd go there and you watch football games and and eat hot dogs all day. Hey, hot dogs all day. A million screens. And I had one little black and white TV. I would bully around the concession, guys. What year was this? And it was 99. And I had one little black games. 
sports book. And it was just just so much fun. You'd go there. Let's see. And uh, like the Las Vegas Hilton sports book. And it was just just so much fun. You'd oh. go there and you watch football games and and eat hot dogs all day. And they had a million screens. And I had one little black and white TV at home, right? And they had a million screens. And it was 99.9% men. And yet last year. Colin's really getting on the male toxic bandwagon here. Remarkable. He doesn't seem like a guy that talks like that, though. Colin is probably really hasn't sent him emails like that or anything like this. Probably really does get make him aghast. Fifty-five yeah, percent of the country. Might. But here's what's more amazing: forty-seven percent were women. At what? The Hilton fucking sports book or oh, whatever. Oh, oh the, vo- the voter for Trump. There. No. <laughs> the front office. Uh, that sports book. Women now not only bet football. I know because I just hired a young woman named Liv Moods. Ooh. Ooh. There you go, Colin. The world's changed. The NFL has been on a mission since that sports book I was in 30 years ago to broaden and widen the net. Gay Americans, women, African Americans. Gay Americans. The gays. <laughs> he just starts plugging his nose while he says it. I wish more people like football. 55%. I want everybody to love it because I love talking it and watching it. Okay. I need more people to like it because I need more opinions to switch up on. <laughs> I need people in it because I'm running out of opinions to switch back and forth on. And this is just what we see. Targeted anything that didn't look just like him or football in 1974. Hey, and you can't have that. That was a good because era of football. Oh, that was when you were allowed to murder people on the field. Women. Yeah. Defensive backs, the secondary in particular. Look at Joy looking at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) you. The NFL now has a commercial campaign. Let's see where he's at. Oh, no, he talks about Lamar. Where they talk about homosexuals. Listen to, like, he gets so, this is when you know he doesn't really have anything to say on the topic because so far he's talked about going to a sports book 30 years ago. We got him talking about Bobby Knight. He hasn't really talked about John Gruden or what he said. Like, this is when you know he's a, he can't talk about anything controversial. He needs to beat around the bush with this flowery broadcaster shit. Well, women, gay Americans, black Americans, old, young, they want everybody. My sister does not like football. In fact, nobody in my family liked football. I don't like football. I'm not a sports fan. I don't know why I love it. Because you don't, you fucking hack. But Russell Wilson came into the league a few years ago, right? My sister lives in rural Washington State, and she fell in love with Russell Wilson. Not just the game. The- Which was odd, because she doesn't talk to black people. <laughs> Never seen one. But, you know, he's so well-spoken. He's a well-spoken, you know. One uh, of the good ones. He's a classic He's one of the good ones. Word. In fact, when my sister said she loved Russell Wilson, I thought it was just purely because she... Had never seen one, so it was like, you know, a <laughs> leprechaun. But she likes that kid. Person, what he stands for. And now she'll text me every Sunday with green and blue hearts, and she's she's crazy. And it's like... Right? Legitimately crazy. I have multiple yeah, personalities. Because, I never know who's texting me. She's a woman. And she's crazy, <laughs> you know. My sister loves football now. That's the NFL's goal. And that's seven years of ugly emails... Again. Went against 
everything the NFL is yeah. trying. When it's to that do. many years, it, it's it like, doesn't though. You know, you know. He's made, giving the NFL too much credit here. I feel like people think the NFL is going to drop some sort of hammer here. Everyone but the NFL is going down in this scenario. <laughs> Schefter, Gruden's out. God. Fucking Colin I wish they'd would get go rid down. Of Daniel Snyder. What's the overall investigation of the, of the Washington? So he was pimping team? out cheerleaders to people. Oh, oh I mean, like, like oh yeah, you goose and, and yeah, Ooh. topless photo shoots and shit. Like, go go fucking stick your thumb up this eighty year old person's ass, so we can wow. like just shit like that. Co- real fucking college football shit. Yeah, that's not cool. Uh, it's not cool at all. Yeah, we're not. against it here on this show. Yeah, I mean it's. God, listen to these little takes you got, man. You've been you've been doing your work, Mister Pays, on your podcast. Oh yeah. So let's watch more current. All right, I want to talk about. All right, he's done with that. I think we're. I think that was. You know. Do we want to see more, Colin? You know, I, I tell you what. I, I, I have I have a favor to ask. What's that? I, I don't know if you can pull it up or if it's too much work. But I sent you a clip, oh. and, and, and this is a ninety degree turn. But kind, not really. It, it's in the spirit of, of what's going on. I sent you a clip of a preview. I think I'm sound like I'm pacing myself like Colin Coward. I sent you a preview yeah. of, of the last Charlie Chan installment. I'm going to put it on my phone and then get it up through here. When, when I, uh, I actually, they were still making Charlie Chan movies in 1981. I saw the movie we're going to see the preview on at a drive-in in Decorah, Iowa. The summer of 1981. Sounds like we're Radar O'Reilly's from. It, 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 it was literally, and so this is the pre. For those who know, Charlie Chan. This is actually good going in from Gruden. This is what Gruden's emails would look like if you made them into a person. <laughs> John Gruden's emails would look like this movie trailer. So this is a trailer for, it was the last, Charlie Chan movies were huge in the 30s and the 40s. And what it was, it was a, <laughs> they're basically B mystery movies where there was an Asian, uh, well, he wasn't even Asian, actually. They had some Asian, but the lead guy was always uh, cultural appropriation, which this is, too, I didn't realize it was Peter Ustinov, who was kind of a known actor, won two Academy Awards for Best Supporting Actor, has a long hit filmography. Peter Ustinov plays Charlie, Peter Ustinov, a trained theatrical British actor in, in, in the Patrick Stewart, yeah, Ian McKellen, Ian McKellen type. Like, like, right. call. Well, Here's the preview to the Charlie Chan this, movie. And I'm going to quickly change this battery. Crow's going to react to this. Yes. Uh, we'll be back. Or here, I'll be here, back. Here's the preview. Here's the preview. Murder a false victim to swallow 10,000 goldfish. First time fish stop man. Announcing the triumphant return of the world's greatest detective. Announcing the, the triumphant return. Chan and the curse of the Dragon Queen. If you ask me, sweetheart, if it's one case, and a baffling with a great Charlie Chan. Listen, but my impression will be better than that. Dragon Queen rated PG. It Plus, definitely it sounds like something that like uh fucking who's the fucking uh, uh that like Orson Welles would have done later in his life. Oh yeah, yeah. What's well, Peter Ustinov? Orson Welles is Charles Chan. <laughs> I'm Charles Chan. I I, I saw Charlie Chan. I saw it again at at a drive-in. Didn't like it. Didn't like it. It was panned by the critics. It had some famous names in it though. Lee Grant, who was in a bunch yeah. of movies back then. She was in a, in a, she's still alive. She's like 98 years old. Never paid full Tell you what we're going to do. Again. We're going to channel surf for a little bit. 
uh do you still got some juice in you or do you want to yeah, yeah 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 absolutely so let's channel surf maybe we'll watch some stuff that's insignificant we'll go through some non-league tv for a little bit because we got league tv we got big tv league stuff happening we got tv yeah. history in the second half yeah but speaking of gruden i didn't know his nickname was chucky oh yeah because he looks like uh he looks chucky like from chucky child's from play. child's play the, again, one of the good, I love Chicago movies of that era because you, you see the city and how it was like so not developed compared to what it is now. I told the story before about the movie Next of Kin, one of Ben Stiller's very first movies. He played a sidekick, the brother of the evil character in uh, Next of Kin, which is a Patrick Swayze, uh, Liam Neeson movie. Okay. And, and Put on Sw- Jason Lives while we talk about this. And, 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 and Swayze, Swayze was. Uh, uh, Swayze and Swayze's character and Liam Neeson's character are both from the hill country of Kentucky, much like Mitch McConnell and Rand Paul. Uh, and, and Swayze's gone to the city, and he's a big city detective. And they have a third brother who was up there, up there living with Swayze who ends up getting offed by the mob. Swayze wants to have justice through the legal system. And Liam Neeson, who's a total country hillbilly in it, wants to have justice via country justice. So that's kind of the fundamental tension of the plot. Well, Neesom, it takes place in Chicago. Neesom comes to Chicago, stays in these flop house hotels in, in Uptown. And there are several sequences where he's like out in the city and you're like, oh my God, that street corner now has an Apple store. And it's literally like bums. You know what I mean? It is, it's incredible. So I, I feel like that's the same thing with uh, with uh, sh- that other Chicago movie we were, what we were talking about. What, what, what we were talking about before? Child's Play. Yeah, Child's Play. It's of the same era. It's of the same era. So this takes place. This is like what this show is doing is encompassing all of the movies and all the lore into one show. Brad Dorif is redoing. He's like eighty years old, still doing the voice. He's doing it even a little different to make it sound different i thought it was a new guy so this is about charles lee raid the doll going back to his hometown so i imagine it's well, like we're, chicago we're suburbs town. yeah yeah absolutely or, or it might even yeah maybe yeah because it's south side point. of chicago where he's from in the original really movie. really yeah <laughs> wait so he's from bridgeport you know something i'm living at 35th and emerald it was what'll happen yeah who's riding their bike on the what neighborhood happened to chris sarandon by the way Oh, it's, he was in this and Fright Night. You, know, you I, keep I, saying this like it's the 88 yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. This is a show from <laughs> last night. <laughs> yeah, again, they do, they're doing a TV show of Child's Play. I, I, I'm Brad Dorf, that's amazing. He's... Oh, that's a, like, probably a real song there. So what do yeah. you remember past the first one? What do you remember of Child's Play? Man, I, I never really saw them. I know there was like a Bride of Chucky where Meg Tilly, I think. That's the way voice. later, though. Yeah, I don't. I mean, again, at this point in my life, I was getting into into college time. This is how old I am. Okay, it's how old I am. Um, and uh, going through the Michael Myers. This is like Michael Myers, <laughs> the beginning of Halloween. Every there's so many horror movies that have done that that trope right there. Uh, uh, oh, Funhouse did that. The Definitely got a house. Got a Billie Eilish song playing they right, got, right there. Yeah, is it Billie Eilish? They got Billie or, Eilish or, 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 or for the is intro. That, uh, or is that John Gruden? I can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's one of the two. No, Billie Eilish is the song playing. That's okay. why I have the volume down. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so yeah, the oh, doll's uh, already there. Is is that the? That's actually the mother from the first one. But she's playing a bit part, right? I don't think so. No, I thought maybe it's it was. definitely not. Oh, I thought it's she, she's, not. she's older. Now. She's thirty no, years older. No, I don't. It's not that. She'd be more involved. The kid, Alex Vincent, the dude who plays the kid, is in it. Really? Okay. Yeah. He's so the movie before this. Does he was, play the grandfather? The movie before this was <laughs> Cult of Chucky, 
and that involves some sort of cult from Jennifer Tilly's in it, Alex Vincent's in it. Uh, Brad Dorif's daughter, Fiona Dorif, has been in the last three movies. She plays this paraplegic chick who like that's her no that is the mother honestly that is the mother it is not that is the mother from the first one no it's not i'm telling you no it's not the first one i hope i'm wrong i hope i'm wrong you know no no i'm looking this up that's meryl street wrong that's meryl street i'm gonna look up what this chick's name was (laughs) well when when i always do that i'm gonna add this to the list of yeah of famous people that you think are in things And I always shoot way high. But to me, this would make that sense. The mom, that is the mom from Seventh Heaven. Oh, I knew she was a mom in something. Uh, it's not her. <laughs> I knew she was a but mom I'm going to prove point. it to you here. Because uh, I thought it's like her, like an, an old. She's no. older now. Yeah, you know? everyone's older now. Yeah, but I mean, she was like mother age then. Now she's like great grandmother age now, correct? Yeah. Okay, God. so that was. God, I hate that this computer goes so goddamn slow. It's all good, man. Um, so yeah, the, the, the actress who was in the original child's play. Yeah, exactly. That was totally filmed like in some near North. I'm sure like Catherine so, Hicks, Catherine Hicks. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't she, how, how old is Catherine Hicks now? I want to see how old she, old she is now. 70. Okay. Okay. You know, so let's go she, to 20. Let's go to television in 2021. Let's see. Uh, she plays Karen Barkley, but I don't know if that's her. In this, she in this might series? be in this, but I don't know if that is her. Let, let's look at Catherine. Hicks okay, now. so I'm not so far off. No, my but I don't think that's her. So what's that character? Maybe name? it is. What's that character's name again? I'm sorry, Karen Barkley. Okay, no, 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 I mean that's her character's name or her. She's Catherine. It's Karen Barkley. Okay, I don't think she's so. She's way hotter. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Catherine X is actually very, but you know she's seventy now. So like that's her now. Well, you know, let's look her. at. Let's let's go to Chucky. <laughs> Chucky TV series or whatever it is. Yeah, Chucky TV. I got a feeling she did a lot of auditions with Bess Armstrong. Her and Bess Armstrong were on Cattle Calls like in 1983, you know. Bess Armstrong was coming off of uh, Jaws 3, you know. They're kind of the same. They're cute, you know, pretty women. So let's see. Let's just keep watching, and maybe it is. Portland is a... No, that's not her. You into vintage? No, I'm into retro. Oh, what's the difference? About 10 bucks. <laughs> See, that's not her. But you could tell, like, you no, know. No, you're not giving this up. Fair enough. Oh, thanks, Miss Jolly. Miss Jolly. What, 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 what is, and what's the character's name? Karen for? Barkley. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's her sister. <laughs> <laughs> tell your dad I said hello. <laughs> So that's how he gets the doll. He just randomly buys it at a fucking. I thought maybe. Oh, you see what? Because why would she? See, that's what I thought they were saying. Like, oh, she still it's had probably the probably the old house or something like that. Uh, that that's got to be in the North Shore suburbs, correct? Because this, this is all. Oh yeah, this is fucking uh, Skokie. Skokie. This is Western Springs. We don't want none of that out here. <laughs> we go up in Highland Park. As long Highland. as it's a white doll. Please stop listening. All these kids listening to your fucking copywritten music for fuck's sakes. You have Hackensack. The mayor likes to say the saints are always watching over us, guiding our destinies, and keeping us from harm. Ugh. Well, I call bullshit on that. Yeah, man. The mayor wants us to think yeah, man. I'm part of Generation C, but right? The truth is, Hackensack is a haven for the bizarre. So it's Hackensack, this is New, New Jersey. Jersey. 
They're changing it from Chicago. I don't like that. Specifically, like Chris Sarandon says he grew up on the south side of Chicago, 75th and Stony Brook or whatever the fuck. Stony Island. Stone, yeah. But you don't want to go there at that time of night. Yeah. I'm telling you, you don't want to go over there. People over fire barrels. It, it, are you quoting that? Escape from New York right now? Uh, uh, Ernest Borgnine? No, but Cabby? that's... But you don't go there after Night but Snake. They, you don't go there. They do that in Child's Play. They try and yeah. make Chicago seem like this fucking... Where people would fucking... Well... <laughs> when I was a kid, my parents made Chinatown seem like Asian people would leap onto your car. Yeah. As yeah. you fucking drove through Oh, it. yeah. That, that, that whole thing. Like, oh, we're going through this neighborhood. Lock your doors up. up I've never insane. been carjacked in Chicago in one time. Alone, never the attempt. has spiked 25%. In fact, we have... It's about to go up now that that little dial's yeah, in no town. no kidding, man. 65, a bloodbath that gave birth to one of the most notorious serial killers in history. Charles Lee Ray. Oh, oh, it's him. Yep. Yeah. He was one of us growing up right over on Sherwood Lane. You know, I brought this up before, Keith, and correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like the the, the, the serial killer has sort of lost status. It's been replaced by the mass no, shooter. No, it certainly has not. It has not lost status. So? It's gotten okay. romanticized. Are you fucking kidding me? People, there were women saying, uh, trying to rationalize why Richard Ramirez was attractive, even though he's a monster. But, that, but that's 35 years ago. I'm talking mm -hmm. about now. Oh, you mean they're doing it now? Yes, because these new documentaries are coming out on Netflix about these killers. You gotta Fucking admit. Zac Efron played fucking Ted Bundy and people were, oh, he's so sexy. Ted Bundy was so sexy. So serial killers are not gone. They're just normalized. It's not bad. Well, but, but I, I can tell you, 30 years ago, 35, 40, again, Silence of the Lambs, I mean, there was a real cultural fascination. I'll tell you what has fallen out of favor, then. toy killers. Do yeah. you remember Demonic Toys, the movie from the mid-90s? There no. was a series of low-level horror movies. Demonic Toys, uh, not Puppet, or Puppet Master. Like in the same genre as like Warlock? Like yes. That, like that sort of like, yeah. But the okay. same production company made them. It was like Troma, but these really low-budget uh, fucking horror movies. Had, had a, probably a four hundred thousand dollar budget, five hundred thousand dollar budget. Ooh, look, he's fucking just popped ecstasy. Uh -oh. So, <laughs> so <laughs> his 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 pupils are just dilated. So something I do know. Oh shit! This looks like you know again. This is the season, you know. Something like, I do know about this kid on the screen right now is that he is bisexual. Is that what they? That's that's his identity. He's, he, there's, they're going to introduce a little black kid, and this fro-headed kid has a crush on this little shrimp black kid. Oh, that he's oh, oh so that's with. actually the, the plot. Line. He's an actual bisexual character. Oh, oh, okay. So I'm sure Chucky's going to call him a big fru fru. You're a fruitcake, man. Listen, what's your problem? Don't you like? What if it pussy? is John Gruden? What if he's just like you're going to send her in the pocket here? That'd be hilarious. What kind of coverage are you looking at? <laughs> Tell me about the coverage. You're doing a cover two. Are they deep black zone, or are they white? Segregate the coverage. Uh, the the, the Demarius Smith, whatever the, the, he he's actually getting a, getting a vote of no confidence. Richard Sherman does not like the head of the union for the football, which I actually I actually uh, respect because I think the football union guy is, is a loser. Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I'm I not feel a fan. like I'm every loser, sport should go on strike. Every sport should go on strike. Right? It would be... Oh, yeah. This is the happiest day of my life. <laughs> is that Hello Larry too? This is... A, no, that, that was our, our WKRP in Cincinnati. Okay. More like her every day. Let me tell you something. Speaking of which, I looked into that art camp. And you know, here's my... Why wouldn't you be torturing your grown kid for hugging a doll? I have a teddy bear, but you never see it wrapped you know, in my arms. I, I always like this, too. Yeah, I work at a garage, but 
My house is painted with the latest colors, and uh, it's a four-bedroom house in Hoboken. It's not dirty. Or Hackensack. It's uh... no sign of masculinity <laughs> in this house because I I'm underneath the car all day. It's I worth one point nine million dollars. I pay know? our immigrant maid Consuelo to keep the house up. <laughs> Consuelo, <laughs> exactly. Oh, I just was he popping a pill? There's anxiety. Oh yeah. I, it's just I I, I that's a. Dude. You and Chucky both, baby. He feels the same way. I mean, I got bought by a little pussy. Well, it's not that. It's not. Maybe I would have taken the pills back then. I got news for you, buddy. I just had to. You just dealt with your anxiety. You just had to sit in it, wallow in it. You know. Oh, look at this intro. Me, look I at like this, this intro here. Ooh, it's like baby parts and Chucky bodies and bloods and platelets and. So what the guy, what the guy, the dude who made the show is the one who directed the first movie. He's I'm been in charge of Chucky forever. Um, and he wanted to make it more child centric because past child's play three, it, they don't really focus on kids. It's Chucky just interacting with adults oh, and killing adults. And yeah. Shit. Yeah. Because yeah. the characters themselves became more. But he wants to inter- incorporate more children in this. How many of these did you see in the theater? Because you're of the age. Of the I've never seen any in theaters. Really? All TV. Because by the time I got to it, they were like direct to DVD. Because um, the first three came out in like a four year chunk. 88, 90, 92, and then like 93. The sequel had an, I'm sorry, the sequel had an actor, actress from Beverly Hills 90210. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. She was. She's in this. Yeah, the second one. She plays his stepsister. She's in this. And she's in this. Alex Vincent. They were all in Cult of Chucky. Cult of Chucky brought all of the characters back, and that's why I like what Don Mancini's done. Is he's he's embraced that it's ridiculous. Yeah, and so he's like, no, let's call everything back. Jennifer Tilly, even though she died, is in the fucking Cult of Chucky, and she's going to be in this show. Tilly's eventually going to be in this show. Awesome. Holy shit. I want to look. Oh, it's great, Junior. Isn't that great, Jake? Huh? He's the best distance runner at Perry Middle since, well, since his father. But regionals. You know, interesting, because I, I, you know. I'm going to fast forward a little bit. It's come full circle. Oh, shit. Movies. There used to be, in the early 80s, with that crappy genre of movie I've talked about, all the teen movies of the early 80s. The Rat like, Packies? No, even, no, those were actually quality. I'm talking like your your Porkies, your Screwballs, oh, your Hot Dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those teen sex movies. Of, like, Porkies I like because of boobs. Yeah, yeah. And, and they, you, they, and show, they show women's. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Kim Cattrall. Yeah. She, she's a fake O. Um, but I... I thought it was real when I was a kid. <laughs> exactly. So she's oh, pretending oh, in the movie? Well, she... No, she's. I mean, well, of course. She's in the pretending. movie, they're actually no having one actually sex. comes that but way. In but that yeah, in the scene, movie, just, are yeah, they yeah. actually having sex? Yes, they are exactly, and th- that's a whole thing where they have sex with her, and she, he, he's, it's Kim Cattrall. He's fucking her in a in a laundry room. It's in all the, stinks, yeah. and and she gets turned on by that, and she howls and whistles like howls. Her name's like a Wolfie, dog. right? I don't. Yeah, it's her nickname or whatever. But uh, but I remember that genre of movie. Everyone hate their parents were just assholes. Everyone's parents were assholes back then. But like that kind of changed, and now it's maybe coming full circle now. I mean, the parents are become assholes again because I feel like for a while the parents weren't like twenty years ago. Not that I watched a lot of teen-oriented movies, but parents weren't such dicks anymore. They were Ooh, the authority. He flicked him off as he drove away. He's yeah. got anger against his father. Well, he's know. about to have a flashback. Let's Big see what this thing. is all about. Oh, the cat's dead, right? Because Chucky must have killed the cat, right? Yeah, because he stole the knife. When he bought him off the table, there was a set of butcher knives, and one of them was gone when he took the doll away. Exactly. So he's stabbing the cat. Oh, he comes into the post. 
Is that his piece of art? Yeah. My son's a murderer! Well, that's not cool. Don't do that. You're that much of a dick? Listen, kid. I'll put... Dad! I like boys, too! <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Alright, that's probably Billie Eilish. But, the, yeah, this is trauma happening Does Billie here. Eilish little, little, literally have a song on this? No, she doesn't. Oh, yeah. They, oh, she does? Yeah, when I, I was reading the subtitles, and it said Billie Eilish song. So I was, like, you know, trying wow. to put that she's, down immediately. She's big. I mean, even she's I know she's huge. Is. Billie and, Eilish is and massive. Big and, and overrated. So he's got the doll at school now, trying to jam it in the locker. That you can, like... There's, that's not the black kid that he likes. Junior? Yeah. Hi. Is this I kid from the lot. 90s? His hairstyle and his clothes? No, this is current times. I know, I know. But I'm just with him, right? It's all coming. Oh, that kid. Holy Christ. Sorry, By the way, he would never yeah, be with her because she's. That's she, a, she, that is a, I think these are two women. No, it's not. Your bed buddy, Jake? Okay. Your butt buddy Jake, as he said. What's your name? I will say, you know what was interesting? And this kind of blew me away, Keith. I had a couple passengers. I picked up these teenage, uh, late teens, like, like hip, you know, 17, 18, 19-year-old teens, dropped off at a concert downtown. So four kids all that age were in my car. And they were saying, faggot and Leslie and dyke. and I mean, they said it like 25 How were they times. dressed? Were they gay or no? No, 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 no. They, they were just like dudes, Oof. you know? And I was like, why? Because I, I kind of thought that had been sort of like, like kind of, you know, especially amongst kids out here, you know, those crows. I was like, whoa, those, I, that, that was jarring to me. I those are crows, yeah, or uh, those are bros. <laughs> those are bros, crows. Those are bros, crows, <laughs> and it's those guys that I disagree with. And we on this show, we but, but he's shorter than her. There's no way she'd be with him. Shoot anybody. I don't, I don't buy it. I mean, you can disagree as long as you don't shoot anybody. That's yeah, what I say exactly. to those guys. Is, is, but is they're that WKRP too. Yeah. E.B. White said that explaining a joke e. is... Let's look at the diversity walking down this hallway yeah. here. Look, at we got this dyke guy dating the fucking prom queen. Looks like a lesbian woman. You should give the guy a break. Don't go soft to me, babe. E.B. White said that Asian? explaining a joke is like dissecting a frog. You understand it better. This is always... A Have you ever had a science teacher lead off with a quote from E.B. White? No. A literature teacher, maybe, but not a science teacher. You know, E.B. Wright wrote uh, Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe, right? That's what it was. I think so. Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. Jake. No school would let him have this fucking doll with him. And by the way, yeah, even now, even now, oh, no, it's it's my it's my sensitivity doll. No. I didn't know they wouldn't it's have It's creepy. Yeah, it would be weird. You know your doll looks like a murderer, right? Also, what it's is the, the cliche thing of high school movies and having to be in science class dissecting something? That that, that has been done since since uh, Fast e. Times at Ridgemont e. High. E.T. did it. E.T. Well, what is the deal with that? Like, you're in school. You're dissecting There's a weapons, frog. And it's cool looking. You get to have a dead open frog. There's a lot of sensory yeah, shit Yeah, 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 exactly. It, it, it's a, it's get a, to team up. People pair up in science class, so you get to pair up characters. Is that thing still breathing? They're trying to make it look like he's breathing? He's obviously hallucinating. What a little puss. Oh, well, you know, he's... Reacting like a real bisexual here. <laughs> he's supposed to be bisexual. Uh-oh. You uh -oh. left the scalpel uh -oh. alone. That's a mistake, buddy. That's a mistake. Oh, come it's on, noon. science class. By 1.30, people are going to be dead. Get done. Get done, science class, Chucky. See, look at that. Oh, he dissected it. Quick. You mutilated your frog, Ben. It's, it's still undulating around. 
By the way, that's the frog a good, is dad. When that's you a actually good mutilation, dissect. Ben. I didn't dissect the frog. Tenth grade. I never class. did. I think we did, and it was very much like mummified dead. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it had been gassed. It weeks was almost earlier. like one of those games where you have to take the organs out of the fucking the body. <laughs> Oh, operation like you could tell they've been yeah. using this frog for 30 years they just put the organs back when, when people use it yeah that's okay. i remember i saw a brain in psychology class my senior year in high school and the brain had literally just turned brown it ossified and turned brown to show like that's the hypothalamus oh, you know no, that's the frontal lobe uh -oh, what happened what happened <laughs> this is a big thing in movies now the mass text everybody will get a mass text Instead of like, you know, like in movies when someone would walk out and there would be posters everywhere of them, like fucking. Oh, yeah. yeah with a yeah. dick in their on their yeah, shoulder yeah, yeah, or whatever. something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now Naked it's, or yeah, now yeah. it's the mass text. Oh, someone will um, a picture They've upped it, haven't they? <laughs> What's it? Who's it? Is it humiliating him? Yeah, probably. That's the guy he has a crush on, right? Yes. What is going on? Lexi's new GoFundMe. <laughs> new GoFundMe? Oh, oh. oh, it's Chucky and... Go By the way, her. this science teacher, she's uh, 26 years old. She's very be, young. But, but that might be the case now. She's probably in a relationship with one of these young men. I don't men. know if I've told you, Keith, but I am gathering my information to try to become an adjunct professor at USC. Did I tell you that maybe a couple weeks ago? No. Yeah, for a, they're looking for... A, People who have a uh, multi-unit development experience, like oh, look affordable at that. housing experience. So, dude, I'm actually gonna gather the try, try to do it like next semester. You can drive Alicia to work. That, that's actually part of the reason. Well, what does he say? That's why I'm getting in the car too. Eh? Don't forget your boy toy. Oh, oh my god! Oh, so there's a bullying motif. Oh yeah, this kid's a freak. I mean, you, he seems relatively normal to me. No, I mean you can't. He's a star. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't have a real depressed freak with as this. How, how did, did you really get bullied in high school? No, actually, I, I escaped hardcore bullying. I got teased by my friends and my yeah. uh, my inner circle. Yeah, I remember one time when I was a kid, we were having a snowball fight, and when I was younger, if I saw something on TV, I would immediately be afraid of it for the next like three months. That would be my biggest fear. Yeah. And I had watched a documentary where some guy got frostbite and had to get his skin removed over the frostbite. Yeah. And I was having a snowball fight and I got pelted with like a hard snowball in the face. Oh, yeah. And it burned. You know, when you get hit and it burns. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was rolling on the ground screaming. They're going to take my face off. I'm going to get like. Well, you were probably 10, right? Or less than that, like yeah, six or seven. Or, yeah, exactly. Le okay, and yeah. I remember my sister, her friends, who I'm still close with. Yeah. All standing over me laughing at me. Oh, yeah. And like torturing me because Pointing, they, yeah, they yeah. thought I was being completely ridiculous. Yep. Well, the, I think I told you the last time I ever got truly bullied was uh, December 13th, 1985. I was 16 years old and I had been playing poker with my high school friends. And we went to Rocky Rococo's afterwards. And it was a good snow, a good six to eight inch snowstorm in Wisconsin. And I was hanging out with my friends out in the parking lot of Rocky Rococo's. There were a few girls around too. Down to sick. Rocky Rococo. So, uh, so very much an upper Midwest pizza chain. Not very good pizza. Too doughy, and uh, and bad marinara sauce. So I'm hanging out, minding my business. People are kind of bullshitting. The snow's coming down. You know, all of a sudden, Joel Bredigan, who was a guy I used to be friends with. This is my transition of friends happened in high school. He came in behind me and took my legs out from underneath me. Like he, he, he like literally. Catapulted his entire body into the back of my legs, and I fell back on my back 
totally back on my back, much like Rashad Hill when he gave up a sack to to Flowers from the, from the Lions. You know, and, and the previous week we gave up a sack to Miles Garrett. You know, flat on his back, <laughs> not on his ass, totally on his back. You know, parallel with the ground. And they all, all my friends stood around me and started chanting and saying Jew, 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 and pointing. They all did that, and I remember I was just like, oh I was, no, I was mortified. I was like. I, it was so out of left field to me. It was just like, wow. And I, remember I, and I gave a ride home from the group. I was like, why did they say that to me? This guy, Kevin Sheridan. Oh, it's because you're And they funny. said, don't worry, Adam. Go to Principal Gruden's office. Yeah. <laughs> He'll take care of He'll me. He'll take care he of He knows you. exactly what Here's to say. Here's when I knew, by the way, fourth grade, I became a bully. The most popular kids were bullies. Yeah. And I joined their group. It was called the mob. You had to get pinched for so, two so, minutes so straight. You, you were like Lindsey Graham. Oh, dude. Did I? I don't know if I ever told you the story on this show. I might, might be it. There was yeah, this kid, yeah. Sean. We called him gay all the time, yep. and he was afraid to go to school because of us. And we had to watch this movie called Broken Toy about bullying. At the end of the at the end of the movie, they are bullying this kid into the street, and he gets hit by a car. Uh, what did you think when you saw that? I thought it was ridiculous. I yeah, was like, exactly. That's a, "We're never bullying anyone towards the street." <laughs> Come on, guys! Come on! No, is he falling down? Dun, dun. Come on, guys! No, yeah. no! And you see, like, like a frog or yeah. here's a semi. Yeah, there's someone taking chickens to market. Feathers go off, you know. It's like you know what I mean. Like, but if I did meet this guy now, I would very much apologize to him. Uh, Did you? Did you eventually have to say you're sorry to him? Uh, yeah. I mean, we eventually, like, the next year. I mean, we never became friends with him, but we, I did eventually leave him alone. Like, we left him alone. Yeah. And he had his own group of friends. He was friend with his friends with this kid named Craig Mistars who talked like this. Craig Mistars. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And he liked the Indiana Pacers, and I used to annoy the fuck out of me because we were so close to Chicago. Yeah. The Pacers. Oh God, how could you like the Pacers? Aponte says not in public school. I, I got, I got, that was the last time that I was truly, you know something? I changed friend. I, I slowly withdrew from that friend group and I was already starting to cross over into a different friend group. Like, did you ever have a high school transition with, or with friends? Oh, I had a, well, or junior, it was kind of forced. High, kind so of, fifth grade, my apartment burned down. Uh, yeah, our, yeah. our building was saved. That bear on that pillow right there was in that fire. Mm. Had to get de-smoked. That's my boy right there. Yeah, I absolutely. travel with that bear. Absolutely. It's my good luck bear. Absolutely. I, um, I had slight teddy bear, sleepy. Also, I yeah. think might be really worth money because I've looked. That's a the Bob's the bear's name is Bob, yeah. and he's got his name printed on his foot. It's from Europe, England, I think. My my great uncle and aunt Bob. got that for me. I can't find that online. I've looked up Bob the bear, sure. bear with name on foot. Everything to get it. I think that thing is like completely unique. Yeah, and yeah. like might be worth. What if that's worth four million dollars? I've been sleeping on four much. million dollars. I think a couple grand though, maybe. So I became the bully. Uh, we got yelled at and then when I'm after the apartment burned down, I moved back to my hometown and that's when I met my best friend Wesley who I'm still friends with. Oh, uh, and he is hilarious and kind of a bully and really like turned me from being a bully, but sharpened my ability to be a bully. Yeah, but it's like he taught me how to bust balls and like how to be mean, but in a nice way. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you know, I I went through a nice arc. No bully, bully to where I'm. I kind keep of, looking for the mother. Is she the, so is she the, the principal? hot chick. So the hot chick is in detention. She got detention for sending the mass text, and I think the science teacher found the doll and is now confiscating it. That's that teacher's the, pretty. She's yeah. a she's a looker. Yep, she is. 
So yeah, I, I that was the last time I truly got. Now I get made fun of perpetually. I still do to this day. Yeah, but that's fun. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's out of jest, you know. It's not, but that that was. I remember that being pretty. Like when I think back about me not liking living in that town, that's very much part of the reason I don't like. I didn't like living. I got to be honest with you. They're going too long between murders here. Okay. Okay. I don't think we're 31 minutes in. I don't think they've killed anybody yet. 31 minutes in? I'm flicking around. I don't think they've oh, killed. Oh, I thought, oh, into the show. Okay, I thought, yeah. yeah, into the show. They're working on an hour. So this little freak, let's, so that this is the, the gay lovers. No, no, I'm not interested. I gotta go. No, Junior's a good guy. Junior's my cousin. Believe me, he's not a good guy. It's Lexi, right? I don't know. Junior put his thumb in my butt every day. What is he saying? Ass. Hey, do you want to look up the poster boy for losers to you? No, I just no, no, I'm not interested. I gotta go. Ooh, this is not good. I'm gonna go jerk you off know, to you. I'm convinced I could write one of these pretty easily, right? Again, and I will kill you. You hear me? Okay. Oh, so Chucky gets his revenge on the father. Uh, I and betcha. well, because Chucky's gonna be a anti-hero in this, he can't be the villain. So you're you're gonna need to love their relationship. Yeah. So yeah. like Chucky's gonna be his buddy. People love murdering. Like I said, this isn't. Then it's not out of fashion. People just approve of murder now, especially if they're billionaires. <laughs> they just approve. Again, there are too many people on the planet. This is what happens. There's too many of us. Oh, go! I don't want to see you anymore. Get up there. I drink scotch, not beer, after I put a transmission in. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> this is what I do. I'm on the cars all day. <laughs> Look at our house. <laughs> it's got a fucking Backstreet Boys poster up there in the background. Oh, so that, that's that, a boy band. That's to show his sexuality right there. Would that also be like a, like a retro thing? Like that would be deemed retro now, back correct? Street, back. There's boy band. It would be BTS now. They're the Asian boy band. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a, fr a friend of mine went to it with her daughter. BTS concert? Yes. Oh, my it. God. And it said probably it was just... just so, so she'd say it was amazing. Like they put a show on. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's like, oh, it's probably great. But it, and it is like eight to eight to like seventeen year old yeah. girls. Just, I mean, high such young girls. Pitch. I can't even make jokes. <sighs> you know, they're like, so young. You can't even make jokes about. Oh it. yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember one time. It's a quick thing before we go into halftime here. Oh, uh, yeah. I was I, I was in down uh, near Northside in Chicago uh, near Planet Hollywood when I was working at a summer job during in grad school in between my first and second year of grad school. And I, I was walking on the street and I noticed all these like young girls, like like you know, ten to fourteen, ten to fifteen, all milling around, you know, Planet Hollywood. I love a good milling. And, and I'm like, it, it was like several hundred, probably a good four hundred girls, you know. And I was like, what's all of a sudden I heard this shriek that I it was like banshees. I had never heard it before. It was like the equivalent of the rebel yell at Shiloh. It just <gasps> I mean, these, and, all, and I realized it was Hanson. Hanson was at uh, at Planet Hollywood in, down, in uh, the near north side in Chicago. You ready for the first kill and here? These 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 girls were just, I mean, they were other planetary fired up. Hell yeah! I mean, they were something a woman has never been no. at my sight. We ain't no Johnny Depp ever. We're no Joey Buttafuoco. You know. <laughs> all right, man. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to end on this kill and then lead into a commercial. So is this, who is this? Is this this his, is the stepdad. The power went out. Chucky flicked the power out, so he had to do the classic, go to the is basement. Is this the stepfather? Is he, he's a beard? No, no he's, he's he always had that big beard. He's always had and, uh, it. Every has? scene. You know something? <laughs> he he pukes on him. He's vomiting all over his feet. Oh, oh he's going to electrocute him. Yeah, with his vomit. He's electrocuting him with his vomit. I want to see his beard. Let us not, for the audio listeners, <laughs> that Chucky just killed a man with projectile doll vomit. 
How big is your stomach? You can have that much vomit on your little doll? Well, he summons it from Dembala. <laughs> oh, is, is that is that how? Uh, do we do? I, I want to see his. I want to see his beard. I want to see his red hair. It's got to all be struck out. He's gonna be happy, right? I did it for you. Yeah. It's gonna look like Daniel Stern in Home Alone too. <laughs> The reveal of his charred body has got to be entertaining. Come on. Looks like he's coming. <laughs> does he laugh or does he? Ooh. Chucky took care of business there, man. All right. Uh, let's ease into the fucking. Well, let's see if there's any. So the cops are interviewing him. He's a little murderer. I want to see yeah. the moment. He's that, a like, little murderer. He's a little murderer. Chucky. So talk to me, damn it. All right. All right. I'm gonna make you. Oh, bitch slapped him. <laughs> All right. Chucky just palm slapped. I'm the son the of the producer. Hi, I'm Chucky. And I'm your friend to the end. Heidi fucking ho. Listen to him. Oh, USA does the watershed. Past nine, they cuss. I know. You, you killed him. You really did it. We did it, Jim. I'm framing you, you little fucking twink. What did you think I was going to do? Ask him for a hug? He got what he deserved. He, he wasn't always like that. When I was younger, he was really cool. I hate that character flip. He's wish murder on this guy the whole episode. He's like, yeah. he, 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 he wasn't that bad. I'd be pumped, dude. Oh, I thought we were talking about the cat. You really are Charles Lee Ray. But my friends all call me Chucky. Hey. But my friends all call me Chucky. Man, that knife was well hidden in that fucking thing. You couldn't yeah, see no the outline kidding. of it yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, in his bib overall. Look at that in his dollhouse and his dollhouse he lives in now. All right, we'll ease into a break here. Um, ooh, we're going back to the beginning. There you go. Back to the beginning. Back to the beginning. Where it oh all no! Began. I forgot to do. Oh, I fucked okay, up the man. playlist. It's okay, man. Uh, I'll redo it during the break. Um, we're going to go to the break here. Yeah. It's been a good first half. I feel lucid, feel on top of my game. I like a midweek show. You know, it kind of changes up the, the feel of it. You know what I mean? And then maybe what you can't do Sunday, but we'll talk about maybe doing one later on in the week. Well, I don't know if I can do two in a week, my friend. Uh, we have to, I have to work my, no, no, I can't. I, I have things that I got to do, unfortunately, that are uh, responsibilities that are taking up my brain headspace, you know. All right. Well, we'll be back on the other side of a break. Yeah. Portland is a long way from L.A. All right. So how was your break? Is that, it was uh, it was good, you know. Is that me? That's you. Oh, I thought I turned it off. What was your? Do you usually nap by now? Is no, this your, is this your no. nap wake up? I wanted to make sure that I didn't uh, forget to put money into the meter. All right, My so nap. here's what we're gonna do. I will take a nap in the afternoon on a rare occasion. Not that, no, I can't take to. naps because I'll just sleep. 
Oh yeah, no, it's I I love a nap. God, what if I need one? Oh, it's so good. I love a good old fashioned nap. You know, I swear by them. They, they I, I just they, they make me feel good. You know? We're gonna put on uh, La Brea while we talk about TV. Hey, La Brea, even. <laughs> Uh, is this this is what happened last week on La Brea? Yes, this has got me thinking a little bit. It's like, what if there was such a devastating earthquake in this city that literally, like chunks of of LA would just float into the water, go into the water? You know what I, I mean? mean? That could happen. I mean that that would have to be a just a, that would have to be like a ten point zero on the Richter scale. You know? Yeah, those like things that some, those Hulu movies are based on. Yeah, just a massive, massive like the biggest earthquake in the history of our planet. You know, I mean, one of those, or you know. From like the early days, from a couple billion years ago, so when dinosaurs and, and and humans walked the earth at the same time. So some big stuff happened. Um, Mark Harmon's quitting NCIS. That's big TV league stuff. Did he say it was just old? I mean, it's 18 seasons in. What more could they be doing? He probably is either retiring from acting. Maybe he'll do yeah. one more romantic comedy, try and get a big paycheck, but. He's got to be rich enough at this point. Oh yeah, with TV, absolutely, and with and he was a big TV star in the '80s. I remember he was like a heartthrob, like in the '80s with Saint Elsewhere. Oh, he so was, he was on Saint Elsewhere. Oh, was absolutely. He like the main character. No, he was one of the ensemble cast, though. He, he would always have a plot. His character got AIDS, which was just like, whoa, man, Mark, he got AIDS. If Denzel Washington was on that, that was Den- That was the first exposure I had to Denzel Washington. So uh, NCIS got a win this week, 31 super rating, 31.31 to be specific. The Voice also got a win. Manifest dropped down to third. Didn't take the new streaming ratings came out, but it didn't go up. It's still pretty ranked up there, but it, it went down. So the Manifest took a loss. Grey's Anatomy takes the network win, 24 super rating now. So God, now that's people fourth. People love Grey's Anatomy. Clickbait is n- number one on streaming, but it still didn't beat its last number. So it actually lost in the super oh, ratings. So, so. And Clickbait is apparently the most hated show. Everybody who watches it hates it. I think that's your hate watch. It's a hate watch? Yeah. And then Squid Games will be up in next month. We'll be getting the Squid Games uh, numbers. I, I've heard buzz on Squid Game, not just from you guys, too. I've never seen it. Then but. you got Chicago Med and Clickbait taking losses. Bob Hart's Abishola in the neighborhood all took wins. Uh, and that's at, they're at 17 super ratings, respectively. Uh, 911 Criminal Minds took wins, 17.076 super rating, and 16.87. Uh, let's see what's happening here. Oh, yeah, the sun's oh. all fucked up. It's it's La Brea. It's La Brea. And oh, didn't he get bit? He got bit by that wolf creature yeah. in, in the in yeah. the bizarro L.A. world, prehistoric you know? L.A. <laughs> Again, like Land of the. I liked watching Land of the Lost last week. By the way, That's so we got these two. Now they're okay, running around in the forest. We're gonna jump around a little bit. Uh, Celebrity okay. Wheel of Fortune took a win. So I assume Celebrity Wheel of Fortune is precisely that. It's celebrities who play Wheel of yes, Fortune. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and where was its ranking now? Where is it? That is right now. It is 17th or 18th in the in the prime. Or no, I got to bring this down. Okay, okay. You know, it's, it's, you know, wow. Wow. So those are the, the, again, these are the ones who have consistent viewership and then occasionally get higher clicks or downloads and then they go up. They get three points to the, if, if they go up from their, from their previous week. Yes. And, and they get three points deducted if they go down from the previous week, right? No, but, they stay the same. 
Oh, 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 okay. So it's okay. just like soccer. So, so then, so then, but then they get passed though. They get passed by those who. Okay, okay. So this this captures trends a little better, I think. You know. Well, yeah, it's because it's, what, it's whatever it. shows are. So now La Brea is two now two months into the segment. <clears throat> I think I'm finally. So, getting and it. here's where it makes sense because now after I reshuffled everything, now La Brea, the show we're watching here. You can't be more than a mile from the ferry. I can get in there. You can't do this a long time. Oh, I fucking turn this. This down. is such a clat. Uh, how many every disaster movie is this too you know it, it, it is the same like okay, out of breath and sweaty one of us is injured one of us is going to potentially one of us is a diabetic yeah okay one of us is uh going through and a the weight diabetes loss will hold the key you'll need the syringe to do yeah, something yeah, yeah, life-saving exactly. oh yeah exactly at a key moment we have your syringe yeah exactly exactly uh, but now LaBrea is number one in the prime division, in prime access, which is the second tier, which makes sense. This is kind of a top tier, lower yeah, grade show. This yeah. isn't prime time. Yeah. But this could win a championship in the lower tier. Yeah. yeah it, it could. Now, in the Premier League, does that happen more? It's like the teams. Oh, those are your yo yo teams. They'll win the second tier, but then once they make it to the Premier League, they'll get, they get relegated smoked. out. They yeah. get smoked. Who, 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 is there a team that constantly evaluates? Fulham. Fulham. Oh, back and forth a yeah. lot. Like they can't, they can't quite Norwich break, break City, through. they do it a lot. Let's see if we can get any creatures here. We don't have it. Let's see if anything else. Their effects looked like something from uh, from Clash the Titans, the Lawrence Olivier Clash the Titans. I'm not going to believe this. The claymation one. Yes, <clears throat> that's what the wolves look like to me. So, like I predicted, Turning Point 9/11 got uh, took a win because these streaming ratings that came out came out during 9/11. Yep. Um, so you have Money Heist, Turning Point 9-11, Heartland, Law & Order, SVU, Magnum PI, Station 19, which is the Grey's Anatomy spinoff, and SWAT, which I didn't know was a remake. There was like a 60s show called SWAT. Oh, I, oh SWAT was... Well, when I, I have very faint memories in the 70s. Do you know who was in SWAT? Who was in SWAT? Who? Peter Graves, I think, was in SWAT. Maybe Mission Impossible. Yeah. I got Sounds SWAT... Like no, no, no. Yes, yeah, SWAT was a like, like, like a $6 million man and SWAT were of the same era. Yeah. Same time. Yeah. SWAT teams. Do you know, SWAT teams didn't exist until the mass shooting in Texas in 1966 when that guy went to the UT Tower and shot a bunch of people. I think he shot like eight or 10 people. That like created it. Because they spawned the mass shooting. What it was, is it was literally like, we got a shooter up here. We got to take care of him. It was all like sheriffs literally shooting like a six shooter up at the tower. It was like they were totally outgunned. This guy had a high powered rifle and was offing people left and right. So then the equalizer debuted. Big points for the equalizer. Shoots up right to the middle of the prime access. uh, Plus 10.655 super rating. That means it debuted at seven. And got an additional three because it was an above average premiere compared to last year. And that's Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah playing Denzel Washington, playing some old white guy. Yeah, exactly. From yeah, yeah, from, from the, the from the eighties. Exactly. A British uh, guy. A British guy. I'm gonna fast forward to the third episode of fucking. So now they're gonna. They're, ooh, it looks like. So I'm gonna guess just Is based on Jim this last Cafiesel, one. Is that Jim the guy who played Jesus? I don't know. I think that's uh, that seems like <laughs> okay, that's the sorry. pussy guy that or uh, the dude for that one. In loving memory of Deidre and Leela Naughton. Hmm. Someone died. who knows. But I got another episode wow. queued up here. I guess again, NBC's value, like their stock, their value as a corporation, was at its height in the late 80s. And it's, oh yeah, I think, I think it's like one tenth of that now when they when they took those feathers off the peacock yeah. it was a sign yeah. of the times yeah. things had changed man that wasn't just an a, a aesthetic move that was them losing in the fucking 
My hair looks terrible, by the way. That's uh, okay. Who cares, man? Couldn't until now. We're in an airport hangar. We gotta take. Well, here we go. Please. We're gonna find out what uh, happened. All, what's hilarious about this is every actor. TV has done this for as long as I can remember. Who is a known actor that looks subtly like this person that we're gonna cast in here? Why not? I, I mean, know. Yeah, it, that's fucking like Don Cheadle right well, there. No, that's all, no. The guy who was in Black Panther. He was. A, he was one of the cousins oh, of Black Panther. Yeah. He was in Black Panther. Or, or we've been trying to get the girls. And, and then this guy looks a bit like Hugh Jackman. I would say. You know. Let's see what she says. He's my son. And, and that's Michelle Rodriguez. Wait. <laughs> can you give me the gun, please? And that's Jillian Vigman, who none of you know. <laughs> We've been trying to get the gold hand to launch a rescue mission, but we couldn't until now. Oh, what chase? So they're gonna send that weird yeah. superhero plane into that Earth pussy. Oh, oh, into okay, okay, yeah. And I'm gonna continue on with the super ratings. Mom, my puka shells, mom, my puka shells. They're hitting the bottom of my chin. So then we're going down into the early fringe. We have Ghosts, which is a new show. It premiered. 8.522 super rating. That, that's actually not a bad rating, though, for no, a new not. show. No, it's not. Four, five million. Yeah, shit. Uh, then you have All American, Walking Dead, Law and Order, Organized Crime, Ordinary Joe. That's the show about a man. With three lives. Three lives simultaneously. That got one point. That pushed. Okay, okay, okay. Stayed the same. Not good, not bad. United States of Al premiered plus seven point eight three seven. That was a, they had a big thing where uh, the show happens during the fucking Kabul when they pull out of Afghanistan. Oh, and one of the character has to like leave mid fucking pee wee hockey game because your your uncle's in Afghanistan. They tried to make like the suspense moment in the fucking sitcom from from an event that occurred a month ago. Yeah, which you've already forgot about. Oh, yeah. Well, we've already proven in sitcoms they blow past it. Like, yeah. Grey's Anatomy's established that they've blazed past COVID. They're done. Yeah, with yeah. It. Now COVID's over. It's post COVID show. Yeah. We're going to actually be a future world. This is 2023, a world where COVID is now dealt with. You had SEAL Team uh, debut, 4.731. Yeah. Uh, and then you had uh, a new show on Netflix called Shark Dog. Is it about a shark and a dog that are genes spliced together? Let's see what and it they, is. And they swim around while doing the, they do the doggy paddle with a dorsal fin. It is a cartoon. Ten-year-old uh, Max and his best friend Shark Dog embark on adventures. Half shark, half dog. Shark Dog often leaves a trail of chaos in his wake. I'm right. I, I was goofing when I said that. But yeah, it's children. But it's children. real children, like yeah, yeah. four or five-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What if a shark and a dog were put together? Whoa! That's cool. When I was a kid, they had a show called Cat Dog. That was like real subversive. It was like kind of like one of those cartoons that's also like they wanted the parents to like it. Exactly. Exactly. And they had this really long wiener dog that on the instead of an ass, it had a cat head on it. And it would like get into all sorts of shit. And there was like a street tough gang of dogs that had like this little tiny fro headed girl that like, hey, cat dog. What are you guys doing? <laughs> and when you confronted them, it was like, oh shit, there was a tension in the air, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Hey, listen. I have my I think I might know that guy. Yeah, so now you know. what also I'm interested in here is we got the lower league here. We got a million Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, creature, creature. Uh oh. Is, is this is this turning into Lord of the Rings? Is it those wolf creatures? Oh, look at that. Let me go to the lower frame here so people can see. They don't eat. They don't eat flesh, though. 
They're omnivores. They is it, is it an omnivore that eats eats like who knows? Maybe they'll start licking them. Oh, you're big. I want to eat I you. Mean, there wouldn't even be this hesitation. It would squash people immediately. Well, yeah, exactly. It would just be like, oh, it wanted the candy bar. Oh no, bar. no, no! It's, it's, it's a just bear. a sugar loving thing. It's a bear. Okay, there we go. I didn't. It didn't look like a bear to me. It looked more like one of those creatures on. Uh, it's got like an anteater face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, someone made a paycheck on this one. Okay, now now you're in the truck, all right, and you're looking out, and what you're imagining, you're seeing, is a grizzly bear that's eating an almond joy. Now just think about that. And I want an emotional reaction, like some shitty director. Well, that's kind of what's hard, is all this shit is CGI, so they have to react to nothing. Well, exactly. Back yeah, in the exactly. day, you at least reacted to fucking David Prowse in a suit. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. A yeah, South yeah, African guy in green screen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the world's been turned upside down, and now we're in Specifically L.A., specifically L.A. Exactly. <laughs> Nowhere else is this Specifically Wilshire and Coruscant. <laughs> Cursing. Uh, and then you have the animation block on Fox kind of... Uh, we're f starting to frame out the late fringe division. We don't have many teams. Ooh, it's about ooh. half of the 24 teams. So we have uh, Great North, Bob's Burgers, and Family Guy, all the animated shows. Taking, Family Guy's lower tier. Taking huh? one point. Uh, they, those got uh, three super ratings each. 3.846. I got a question for you, What's Keith? up? Sorry to interrupt. With fa like shows like Family Guy, do they have a, do they know that they have enough of a core following that we're gonna yeah. always get three point five million people? Absolutely, so we'll, we'll just keep doing the Absolutely. show. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. So they, that's not a bad place. I to think be they in. just don't want things to go down drastically mid season. Like if it goes from three to one and a half, yeah, it's like uh oh, that's when they're like, wah, okay, wah, this is getting wah, bad. Wah. But then you're getting pathetic. So uh, the defeated, which is a Netflix show, that's got two point nine four. That just didn't rate this week, so it stays the same. The Big Leap, which is a Fox show, that took that took a loss, two point four seven four. Then you have the CW shows, which as always. Are bringing up the rear. Penn and Teller fool us has a point six 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 super rating. What is it? Not even a million. That means it debuted. No, it's CW. That means it debuted at six uh, six hundred and sixty six thousand people and hasn't risen since. Do you know who's got a pipeline of CW shows? The Laugh Factory. I feel like, you know, like the, like the, the Laugh Factory would send like people to. So all of these CW shows are at the bottom tier. We have six oh eight. A point six oh eight for whose line is it anyway? Uh, we have a point five eight five for world's funniest animals. Uh, Nancy Drew point four one five. Ooh, I remember that was being hyped at one time. Legends of the Hidden Temple, which is a remake of a Nickelodeon game show that is uh, debuted at point two five one. Two hundred and fifty one thousand wow. people watched it, and then really this is like the lowest show. Killer Camp. 100.156 156,000 I looked down on that 251,000 person number yet if you counted up the exact number of people who've ever seen me do stand up comedy it wouldn't be that much it would be around there well, 17,000 probably <laughs> you know? that'll keep you on at Vice your act would keep you on at the Vice network exactly <laughs> You people aren't actually listening to this. Well, insanity. I mean, that's TV League. Do you want to go into TV history now? Or? Well, let's watch a little bit of this. Okay. Yeah, I do want to go into it a little bit, but I want to go into I want No, to I know how it sounds, but we saw a saber-toothed tiger in the forest. And those hills we saw, they look identical to the Hollywood Hills. I think we're still in L.A. 
We're three episodes there we in. Go. We're three episodes in, and they haven't made a move down there. I know exactly. This is they got to put a man in charge and yeah, fucking yeah. get some shit pushing forward here. Put a flare out there, you know? Oh, is, is that that's the pussy? That's, that's the sky. It's a sky oh, pussy for oh, them. That they have to fly into. So it's a ground pussy for lower Labre oh. for upstairs, and it's a sky pussy for oh, them. Oh, that's right. Because Dad's actually in that's normal actually LA, and they're in Bizarro World LA. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is, again, is this just going to tap into that Lost try. thing a little bit? Too? Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, now, now, what was the, I never watched Lost. Lost is a great show. Not many people liked it a lot, but what, what was the, what, what was the, the, the reveal about where they were at? See, that's where the show lost popularity is they wanted to end the show after four seasons. So they had all these like bows being tied off. And then yeah. ABC was like, no, this is the most popular show we so, have to do it. So here's yeah. what they said. They were like, we'll agree on an ending. And they were like, okay, cool. They were like, how about season 10? And the creators were like, we were actually thinking this season. Yeah. So they agreed on six. And season six was even split into two, like the Sopranos. Um, and then the way they did it was, this is going to sound weird because you never watched the show. So the whole show, you're wondering, are they dead when they're on the island? Yeah. And then halfway through the show, they go, they get rescued. And then a one season is about their life off the island. Like their life completely falls to shit when they're off the island. Yeah. So the end of the show is kind of them realizing that they do end up dying at the end. But the way they tie off the bow is they're all sitting in this church and each cast member walks into the church and sits down at a pew. And you realize that they're not all dying at once. But like, however it happened, maybe a character died when they were 70 this is like where they go when they all die and oh. and the end of the show there's they have to realize they're coming to the realization that them, they're all dead no that th their time on the island was the greatest time in their life and that like they needed to embrace it because they just cause, like life because when they got rescued they were trying so hard to run away from being one of the, the they call them yeah. like the whatever the nine or whatever they had like a fun news name because they got rescued oh yeah so it's just the contrast of them crash landing on the island, them being traumatized, and then them finding their own life on the island and all these crazy island mysteries. And then they get rescued and their life is shit when they get off the island. And then the end of the show is them realizing that in their death, actually us being on that island, whether we'd figured out what it was or not, was the greatest time in our lives. And it was the most important thing we ever did. <laughs> And that's how the show ends. But that's how they, they had to make it end because they couldn't end it when they wanted yeah, exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes endings are awkward because they're just like, you're hemmed into a corner. It's like, oh, shit. I got to do this, I guess. We'll figure this out. I'm sure they had to rack their brains. Listen, I know one time you were in the Air Force and you're going to fly into a giant Earth vagina. Uh, so here's what Trust we're yourself. Right you will end up in the sky in the other end. You know, so we're going to put on a Monday night football game from 92 while we brush through history here, God, while we brush through TV I, history. I, when I look at when I think of 92, Keith, it's the beginning year of my adulthood. So this will be important for you. Yeah. Leading receiver. I, I was I was not even working at uh, the leadership council yet. I, I, I was working. Oh, 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 wet behind the ears no, here. You, you know what I was? I was working at. Uh, the Great Ace. Remember there used to be a... You remember the, the Webster Place movie theaters? Yeah. Webster Place? Oh, yeah. There used to be a... a, a Turned a into AMCs. Exactly. There used to be a furniture store there called The Great Ace. They sold like some basic... It was Ace Hardware's offshoot. Yeah. By the way, this is Redskins Broncos from 1992 Monday Night Football, October 14th, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, October 12th, I believe. 12th, yeah. So, so it's almost 29 years to the date. And I uh, Art Monk is nuts. Art Monk is about to break the re- touchdown record or something, receptions record. Probably the receptions record, exactly. Yeah, Steve, Steve Largent. Largent. Yeah, absolutely. It's wild that he was so great. Oh, L- L- Largent was at. Excellent- That's Colin Coward's favorite player of all time. Steve Largent was my favorite player of well, all yeah, time. Be- yeah, because he was from up the Pacific Northwest. Oh, Largy. Jim Zorn. Yeah, Jim Zorn. Zorn and yep. Largy. Yep. Yeah, but they. Well, they actually had relatively. Comp- of the expansion teams that came in in 76, it was the Seattle Seahawks and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Seahawks were better. They were tw- they were 2 and 12 and the Buccaneers were 0 and 14. Buccaneers didn't win a game till 26 games into, into their Do you uh, know who I remember early Seahawk Brian Blades? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How, uh, Cortez, he was a wide receiver. Cortez Kennedy? No, remember I remember Cortez Kennedy. Oh, he was a no, very No, I remember him tackle. not as a Seahawk. Yeah, he's dead now actually. I yeah, this was like, here this we is go, back Hank before he Williams. condemned Obama. You know, we got a nigger from the So let's go Dan. to October 11th, uh, 1950. The U.S. Federal Communications Commission issues the first license to broadcast television in color to CBS. Huh? Let's do a little bit of uh, history about Oct- what October 11th, 1950 was like. Um, Korean War, maybe? Uh, no. I mean, they don't really mention. Bush was still the president. No, that's right. No, 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 oh, no, here? no, 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 in here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is before Absolutely. Clinton got elected. God, they're playing he was RFK. I, I, I saw sporting events at RFK. I saw the New York Cosmos and the God. That that font and that color scheme is so early eighty, early nineties. Goodwin for you tonight. Oh, Frank Gifford before he divorced fucking Kathy Lee. Probably. Why? No, no, no. I think he died before he. I think he. he died. No, they divorced because she became Kathy Lee. Just cash. I don't remember really her as Kathy Lee Gifford. Really? Yeah. No. She was she, just Kathy Lee. I think they were married till he died. I think I, I can't. I mean, Mm-mm. but but he was. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Frank Gifford was. I mean, he was a name of sports, a name of football. RFK. I saw multiple sporting events in RFK as a kid. I saw the washed NASL. I saw NASL games there. Okay. Kathy Lee Gifford felt hopeless after her husband cheated. The former Today Show oh. said she was devastated when she learned that her late husband Frank Gifford was having an affair. Uh, Lee said she c- contemplated, uh, and oh yeah, she stayed with him until his death. Yeah, she definitely didn't k- take his name after a while. She got rid of the Gifford wow. in her name. Yeah, well, I-, I was, uh, uh, yeah, 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 watching this. It, uh, again, the NASL. I went to professional soccer games in the very early '80s, in '80 and '81 at RFK Stadium. The Washington Diplomats and the New York Cosmos twice, and the Washington Diplomats and the Tulsa Roughnecks. I saw them play live at RFK Stadium. Nice. I saw a concert at RFK. They weren't doing, yeah, like a jamboree type concert. What, what, in the RFK? 90s, yeah, they in still DC, do stuff in there. DC? They still do stuff. There. I thought I thought that stadium was. No. Oh, well, it's not gone because I, I watched the Dexter. DC Manly United football. played there until like three years ago. Jesus. The Nationals played there when they first came back. Wow. I would have loved to have actually gone. So 1950, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, on TV, people are watching popular shows such as The Lone Ranger, What's My Line, uh, The Gene Autry Show, The Cisco Kid. God, people Here, love. We'll do this. They love fucking cowboy shows. They love westerns. Oh, why, why did it do that? There we go. I hated the Broncos back in. I didn't like them. 
I didn't like. I didn't like either. I love their teams. orange jerseys. You didn't like the Broncos. Oh. Uh, in '77, I did when they actually beat the, when they were playing the beat. So I wanted that when they played the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. I actually liked them then, but I didn't like them with the Elway. The foreskins. Is that what you call them? Yeah, the foreskins. What did you feel about how did you? What was Mark Rippon's like? Did you like Rippon? Where no, you're like, who the I, fuck is this guy? I, I liked none of them because they were. One, this was the last year of their true dominance in football. This was a from '82 to '92. They were one of the top three teams in football. The Redskins were. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, Ooh, bless you. Look, look at that offensive line: the Joe Jacoby, Jim Lachey. They had a good line. They, I mean, their, their identity was their offensive line. That 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 was their. It always was. This was their last good year. They actually beat the Vikings in the playoffs this year. On the road, they beat Minnesota in Minnesota 23-7. to And I was upset with that game. That was also Dennis Green getting outcoached by a much better coach. Uh, um, uh, you know, what's his face? Joe Gibbs. Yeah. But 1963, were- William Shatner stars in the Nightmare at 20,000 Feet episode of the CBS anthology series, The Twilight Zone. And how, how apropos that he also came back into, uh, Michael Kroll was a rookie from Nebraska. He came back into uh, uh, orbit yesterday because he got shot in the space with Bezos. He, oh, yeah, he, he, he Sh- did. Yeah, Shatner went as, at the age. He's 90, man. He's oh, like, yeah. Well, I mean, 63. He's, kind of, he's doing well health-wise. For 90. He's a little put together for 90. I'm, I'm I love how we're saying it like it's bad. Like, he should be dead by now. Why? Because well, he's so overweight. You know, but uh, but yeah, th- that was a great episode of Twilight Zone. I mean, obviously, they made the Lithgow episode in the movie, you know, based on that. You know, So, a little bit about October 11th, 1963. The summer is long gone. Uh, Do You Love Me by Brian Poole and the Trembles is number one is the number one hit song. JFK is currently the president of the United States. The movie VIPs is at the top in the box office and the United Kingdom. Harold Macmillan is currently the prime minister. So do you love me? Yep. Do you love well, in fact? What's up? I think of isn't that uh, with the movie with baby with uh, what, dirty dancing? Oh, yeah. It's dirty dancing. You know, do was you that love? so we've gotten oh, into arguments about going this. deep. Look at this. Is oh, yeah, that's Don, Art Monk, I think, No, I think right? it's Don Warren. Inside the 20, down at the 13 by Montgomery. Montgomery. It's Don Warren. He was that a tight end. So unlike Joe Gibbs. Well, but what sets it all up? Dan Theodorf is a walrus of a human oh, being. I, I never liked him. He probably smells like bologna. <laughs> smells like a guy that smells like bologna. You know... I'm making a baloney set. Every game. Water, Dennis Smith, they play like linebackers. They were up at the line of scrimmage. And as you can see, Terry Orr. No, it's Terry Orr. Yeah. Uh, his, his, his son played for Wisconsin. Jonathan Orr was a linebacker who graduated uh, two years ago. In fashion in 1963, the 50s, uh, the late 50s uh, fashions are still popular. Women are wearing tailored skirts, short boxy jackets, and shift dresses. Trousers are becoming more popular among women. Uh, meanwhile, men are wearing polo shirts, argyle socks, sweater vests, loafers, uh, and then I think fucking, uh, oh no, in the 50s, that was greasers. They were talking about Huh. Interesting. Uh, the toys at this time are uh, troll dolls. Troll doll. That's Ernest Biner, the guy who fumbled against the Broncos in the 87 championship game. Still at a credit. That's Ernest Biner. It was Terry Orr. I thought it was Don Warren. I knew it was a tight end. So it's also Gibbs just understanding. Also how- on TV in 1963, we got 77 Sunset Strip. Oh, yeah. 8 p.m. ABC. ABC was like, 
That was deemed like the, like truly the redheaded stepchild of, of networks back then. They scored. Yep. So was RFK deemed like a very cutting edge stadium then? Not then. No, it that was, was like f- they wanted a new stadium. Oh yeah. They, they, well, I mean, it was because it was made in the '60s, you know. So, I, so it was it, it was starting to get old. That's why I'm amazed it was still it's still in use recently because I heard it was pretty beat up. You know, I mean, they didn't put a lot of money into on it on CBS. In 1963, we had The Great Adventure at 8 p.m., Route 66, 8.30 to 9, uh, Twilight Zone, that's the Nightmare at 20,000 Feet episode, 9.30 wow. p.m., on 1963 CBS? on oh. CBS. And then Alfred Hitchcock Presents, not the one I remember. I remember the 80s reboot of Alfred Hitchcock Presents, oh, yeah. where they would show stock footage of him, and then it would be like news stories. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because I think he died in the right early 80s. But look at the confusion here. And he- was Deardorff the first like you're here to just talk about plays you break down like no no no, no 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 he or was, was just pure nepotism no, yeah he was just a name he was known in the he was if he would have let him better he would have scored a touchdown 63 was still the era look here we got on NBC we have uh the Bob Hope presents Chrysler Theater like where shows were still just straight up ad for like it's yeah. acts but for the sake of the DuPont hour and the Chrysler oh, yeah. cars yeah, absolutely Diddy show that, that, that's where Ronald Reagan really got his name he was a B actor but he did he did, did the GM theater and and then some uh, Republicans out here look at those numbers from Elway not that good uh the, the GM theater got him and he, and he would do GM theater now we're jumping to 1975 the debut of SNL happened this week oh I I remember the debut of that I I mean early SNL it was like when the Simpsons first hit or something I mean it was just it was completely like a, a cutting edge it couldn't have been truly truly cutting edge those first couple of years people stayed at home on Saturday night on Saturday night to watch Saturday Night Live it was an hour and a half oh yeah and were, I mean people felt like you were it. doing something naughty oh yeah I, I, it was definitely like the hit you think audience. Jane Curtin was sexy no I, I liked Gilda Radner though I liked Gilda Radner she was actually the very first performer on SNL even more than Aykroyd or, or Belushi who I liked also uh or, or even what's his even even uh Chevy Chase it was uh it, it was uh, it, it was, uh not Jane Curtin. It, it, it was what's her face, Gilda Radner, that actually got me into the show. So, also on TV that night when SNL debuted, we have uh, Saturday Night Live with Howard Cosell on ABC. That's interesting. Holy fuck! What, 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 what was Variety Show? No, because the uh, Saturday Night Live wasn't. It was just called Saturday Night. The live oh, wasn't in it. Yeah, yeah. Live yeah. from New York. It's Saturday Night. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have Saturday Night Live with Howard Cosell also on at 8 p.m. to 8.30. On ABC? On ABC. That makes total sense. Because then you have Saturday Night Live on NBC from 11.35 to 1.05. What was the lineup of that show? George Carlin hosted, and then Billy Preston was the musical guest. Oh, oh well, that's Saturday Night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah Carlin was the first. I remember that. Billy Preston. Why? But then you died. also had, right before on CBS, you had the Carol Burnett show leading into SNL on a different channel. Uh, but on NBC, you had Land of the Lost at 10 a.m. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, CBS was the Jeffersons at 8, Doc at 8.30, Mary Tyler Moore at 9, Bob Newhart at 9.30, Carol Burnett at 10. Was that, was that on Saturday night? This is Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a pretty strong lineup. Emergency was on at 8 p.m. Was that on ABC or NBC? NBC. NBC. Yeah, I remember watching Emergency back then. I liked it. So then we're jumping to 2006. The only reason I brought this up is sure. because the 30 Rock aired in 2006 this week 30 rock 30 oh. rock Jesus you've been reading Christ. that pilot because she only has two word movements and I, shit like I, that I, I i read that pilot 
15 times uh, during the course of me writing other stuff. And I really based a lot of what I've done kind of on that kind of structure, uh, 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 that storyline, you know, just sort of how she introduced things. Wow. God, so we got no October 12th, 1950, George Burns and Gracie Allen show debuts on CBS and airs until 1958. Uh, also, you got Stop the Music on ABC. Uh, I cover Times Square. The Maury Amsterdam show on the Dumont Network. Wow. Maury Amsterdam is only someone I know as the tail end name they tack on on Dick Van Dyke. And also Maury Amsterdam. Wow. Soon to be committing suicide, Maury Amsterdam. Wow, wow. Must have been a writer. Uh, he was, no, he was Buddy. I think Maury Amsterdam played Buddy from oh, Dick Van Dyke. Oh, okay, okay. 1960, Japanese politician Anjiro Asunama is assassinated with a sword during live television. Do, do, you know, do you know, by the way, the Proud Boys? The Proud Boys uh, commemorate that because he was a socialist prime minister. Really? Yeah, and some It's on YouTube. It looks very, it looks very not big. You want to see it real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... Uh, yeah, th th they actually look at that as being like this good event where like a socialist got murdered. It's like, look how quick you. it is. Look how quick it is. Boom. He just oh. runs into him like Bruce Lee. They slow it down a bunch and shit, but that's it. He just drives. Because recently that there was an event kind of commemorating this, that, that one of the leaders, of the Proud Boys was speaking at, and there was some Antifa people there and they got beat up by a bunch of Proud Boys. That wasn't like, I don't know, three or four years ago. By the way, get ready. Get, get, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Who knows? By the way, did you ever get my email I sent about that? Uh, I got the Charlie Chan email. You, you, there was one I sent too, but there were people who were busted. I did that. I saw that. With guns? But like I said, Crow, busted. They got busted. They got busted, exactly. But the point is, the thought was out there. But the thought's been out there forever. You know, it's but, not like Trump created uh, white nationalists well, no, exactly. No, it's true. It's true. Although it's been energized. It's naive. Obviously. I think thinking that is part of... Oh, yeah, arming them higher. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it's uh, all the left needs to do is acknowledge that this. Like, I think people who like Trump feel it's. I don't know. I just feel like no, I feel like liberals are still making things worse. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I I I hope you're right. I hope because now right. what it's how they it's someone made a good point. How Republicans say like, oh, all left people want to do is or how left pe people on the left say all those right wingers want to do is own the libs. All they do is own the libs. All people on the left want to do is own the Trump supporters. That's all their whole thing is now. Let's out Trump supporters. Trump, 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 Trump. Well, I mean, the fact is, is they probably have a plan. I, I, I personally, well, I have no way of knowing it's three years in the, in the making, but I'm very, I mean, all the laws being... I don't want to go down the rabbit hole. Let's, let's talk about the TV. So, so 1960, TV. October 12th, yeah. Hong Kong, 8 p.m. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Ozzy and Harriet, Hawaiian Eye, uh, Naked City, Wanted Dead or Alive. This is when, like, cowboy shit was still going. Yeah. Look at Early Price is Right, 8.30 p.m., 1960, wow. NBC. Wow. Isn't that on CBS now? Yeah, absolutely. It's been on CBS for years. Well, was that prime time back then? Yes. And then outside of prime time, you got I Love Lucy... Um, I this is also the uh, anniversary of I Love Lucy debuting. What in nineteen fifty one? Wow, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, there's former Bear Wilbur Marshall. Oh yeah, he was a, one of the first free agents, right? Yeah, I don't. It never made sense to me as to how that even happened. H how did they ever? How did he become a free agent? Because it wasn't 
allowed yet. I, I never quite understood the story of that. Yeah, because yeah, I, I don't know. My dad even because my dad always said like, yeah, he was the beginning of people being able to leave. Uh, no, th- th- there was well, there was a thing called Plan B free agency where you had, you had to protect a certain amount of players on your roster, but then some could act, like like seven or eight of them could actually test free agent waters. In fact, in this year in '92, Jack Del Rio played for the uh, Minnesota Vikings, and he was a Plan B free agent from the Cowboys, starting middle linebacker from '92, '93, '94, '95. From the word go, he's back there. Pressuring the quarterback. Was he even still good around this time? Who Jack Del Rio? Wilbur Marshall. No, yeah, he he was coming to the end, but he was uh he was he was a very good linebacker for Monty Coleman. They still had their players, man. This is still kind of outside my football consciousness. I don't yeah. remember this. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, remember yeah. Dan Reeves as Broncos coach is not in my Oof. like memory. Yeah, he was he was cemented in my memory for he was on the staff with uh <clears throat> with Didka for the Cowboys in the late seventies. When they uh when they went to the Super Bowl and won it in '77, they were both assistant coaches. 1960, October 14th, or is this 13th? Yeah, 1960. They did the third presidential debate between Nixon and Kennedy. Nixon and Hollywood Kennedy in New York. They did it like WrestleMania two. Oh, they were in different locations. Yeah, but here's the thing that I find interesting about this: these weren't on television. They didn't televise presidential debates back then. They were probably on the radio. Well, no. That, well, there's that famous one where Nixon and Kennedy debated in Chicago, actually, because uh, they have a, a, like the TV Hall of Fame or whatever the museum in Chicago. They have the same cameras they use. That was the famous one where I guess on the radio it sounded like Nixon won the debate, but on television, Kennedy was more photogenic and actually and looked better. So he actually was deemed like he won it. Yeah, the people who watched it on TV in '60 because he was sexy. And, and he just yeah, he just looked better. I guess Nixon had been sick. You know, for uh, leading up to the debate, he had been ill, you know, so he he was sweating and but shit. But actually on TV that day, you had on ABC, The Real McCoys, My Three Sons, Untouchables, Take a Good Look. And then on BBC, Meet the Champ, that's irrelevant to America. CBS, Dick Powell, Zane Gray Theater. That's cowboy <laughs> shit right there. A lot of cowboy stuff. Angel, uh, <laughs> The Ann Southern Show, The DuPont Show uh, with June Allison. Then oh, yeah. on NBC, you got Bat Masterson, uh, Bachelor Father, You Bet Your Life. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, 1993, October 13th, captured American pilot Mike Durant is filmed in an interview in captivity by a CNN camera crew. In what? I don't even remember. 1993. Country, I, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that is. I figured you would know what that was. You were too caught up in I, 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 saving I, fucking housing at that point, huh? When I remember at that time, in October of '93, there was a big, there was a, a fundamental tension at the organization that really came to a head that month, where I had been working less than a year at the place, and there was just a real hot argument between people who worked. I mean, real like people yelling at each other in the work. So I don't know if you've ever had that. No, where people are truly no, I've been yelling. I've at only each worked other. in like bullshit kitchens and yeah, shit. Yeah, where it's like a boss. And so you definitely people. weren't watching Thea, Thea on ABC no. or Joe's Life no. or Home Improvement. I didn't have a television or set Grace Under that. Fire or Moon Over Miami. No, none of them. I I was I hadn't even started doing stand up yet. A Phillies beat the Braves six three in the NLCS, but the Braves all oh no the Phillies did win that. Uh, one. Absolutely, they won that series. Beverly Hills and Melrose Place were fucking cornerstoning Fox that and yeah. married with children. Yeah, Unsolved Mysteries NBC. Uh, I remember watching episodes of that with uh, with uh, Robert Stack. Uh, I knew a guy, an actor who was uh, was a comedian in Chicago, 
uh, he basically played a, 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 an Agent Scully character, you know, wearing a black trench coat. And that turned into him being the spokesperson for Sprint for six years. It was on his reel. He made millions of dollars. Just a side note to realize how fucking awesome the 90s was. It was big news that Pamela Anderson was rushed to the hospital on October 13th, 1995 with flu-like symptoms. Um, I'm not sure. She was a... Well, Barbed Wire came out in 96. Ended up getting Hep C from fucking Kid Rock. Ooh, God. So she's hepped up. But also uh, on TV, you had that was TGIF, classic TGIF, Family what a Matters, scumbag. Boy Meets World, Step by Step, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. This is prime. My dad coming home drunk and ordering us pizza from Aranello's, and we would watch this whole lineup. That was our Friday fucking night, dude. Would he, uh, was he smoke, he, he, smoke he, weed out of a tinfoil bowl? Ooh, man. That, yeah, that, 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 that's great. Buy a bowl, man. Oh, he had one. You he know. had them. <laughs> just like the foil but but with uh was he still doing construction at that time yeah oh yeah Yeah. uh mbc had an mlb game on during those times friday night mlb game Uh, whoa on cbs we have oh does that shock you yeah i I don't recall that on cbs we have dweebs uh the bonnie hunt show oh yeah bonnie hunt show picket fences oh yeah yeah that, that, that was like a drama american gothic yeah, they, they, they CBS tried to do a, little, a few dramas back. Look at Rippin. They're testing the Broncos secondary. Ooh, they were there at that time. They were there with Ricky Sanders. Steve Atwater, who just got into, got into the Hall of Fame, almost picked that off. Steve Atwater was a pretty good defense. He was a good uh, secondary guy Stevie for the Broncos. Stevie fucking Atwater. Uh, 1977, October 14th, Linda Ronstadt sings the national anthem prior to Game 3 of the World Series. Oh, in 77? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that was Yankees-Dodgers. Uh, Yankees 1978, first movie uh, from a t- first TV movie from a TV series, Rescue from Gilligan's Island. <laughs> I have that movie on here. I, I, I <laughs> Maybe we'll that. watch that next week. Yeah, we should watch that. And you know what else we should... Try- Let's go back and watch that Adams Family uh, movie a little bit for again, Halloween. Too. The Halloween one. We'll go back to yeah, all exactly, that shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. 1979, NBC premieres the U.S. TV adaptation of Helen Keller's life story, The Miracle. Oh, Worker. I remember watching that. That movie scared my dad. Yeah, that was that was a very like whoa, like, just the idea of like God, she was <laughs> blind and she was deaf, but she still like Braille was invented, and she, I mean, she was like deemed like a. An inspiration, like she was very much like an inspirational figure of the t- early 20th century. You know, look at she can do it. You know, also on TV a on October 14th, the human spirit. 1979, we have Mork versus Mindy episode of Mork and Mindy. Wow. You have The Associates on ABC. Mm, don't recall. That. Uh, 60 Minutes on CBS, Archie Bunker's Place. Oh, yeah. That, that was a spinoff because all yeah. the family was gone. And then One Day at a Time at 830. Uh, one Day at a Time. First was... diverse show of all time. Norman Lear really fucking. Uh... One Day at a Time was uh, that, that was Mackenzie Phillips and. Uh, yeah, but didn't they have the, they had the black guy and there was like a. No, no, there was, it, it was a. It was a single mother raising two teenage girls. That was a little bit. Wasn't Mackenzie Phillips actively on heroin during that show? I guess she was a severe drug addict during that show. Severe drug addict. She also, her fucking father had sex with her, like incest. What are you doing? I mean, you know, we all have our freak side, but you know, that's like a pretty big taboo. You don't don't have sex with your children. That's just. He, he was a fuck-up, man. What what an absolute fuck-up. You know? I mean, it's just like, wow. But also, but like, but d- the reason I'm saying this is, it's, but this guy was like a star. Oh, yeah, he's famous, and he's a musician, and he's some hippie. He stunk. He was terrible. So Crow's not a pedophile and doesn't want to fuck children. 
or well, like that, his I, I children. Guess, yeah, yeah, that that yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm not into incest. <clears> I'm trying to speed it through creepy. as fast here because okay, some man. of these days not a lot of shit happened. Fifty one. I love Lucy debuts. Wade Phillips, the D coordinator. Look at Wade Phillips there, young Wade Phillips. Oh yeah, not he didn't have that fucking big old gun yet. Yeah, yeah. He was probably virulently racist at this point though. Well, he actually no, he was Bum Phillips's uh, son. Bum Phillips. Bum you know. was racist. No, I don't know about that. Although he was probably he was old school. You know, get that ball to Earl. Hand the ball off to Earl. Get it to Earl. Come on, we want Earl Campbell to score. Come on. Yeah, but but Phillips became the head coach of the uh, Broncos after this year. Uh, this was uh, Dan Reeves' last year as the head coach of the Broncos. Then it was Phillips for a couple of years, and then they got Shanahan, I think, in ninety five or ninety six. So we're we're in October sixteenth, nineteen ninety two. What? Chip Low Miller. October 16th. Okay, so yeah, yeah. Where were you at? Put yourself in uh, it. Again, I, I was working at the Great Ace full-time, making $6.25 an hour. Minimum wage. W- working, yeah, working 40 hours a week, saving my money, living in what was then now my, ex, my ex-girlfriend's my ex brother's closet in Evanston. Uh, I paid him like- Big closet, though? It was the size of my twin futon. It was Hell tiny. Yeah. Like Harry Potter. And, and I took the red line down from Evanston- down to to the uh, to not Armitage but to the Fullerton stop, and walked from Fullerton over to the the Webster place to then work. That was the only place I could get a job at. Well, you should know that also happening with David Letterman was doing a seventeen hundred show. Wow, yeah, he hadn't gone to CBS yet. No, he hadn't. And then they were also showing the pilot of Gilligan's Island for the first time on TBS. That was probably a big deal for a cable station like TBS. Yeah, yeah. Also on TV, we had another classic lineup of TGIF, Family Matters, Step by Step, Dinosaurs, Camp Wilder. Then on CBS, you have the Golden Palace, Major Dad, which I kind of remember. Yeah. Um, Designing Women, Bob, and Picket Fences. America's Most Wanted was fucking in its prime right there. Yes. That that was like that and cops, whatever the, the country. Ninety four. Yeah. Raúl Julia has a heart. Has a stroke. Oh, he died. Did he die in ninety four? Just says he suffered a stroke. Yeah, because I, I know, know he, he I know he's dead, but it, it was weird because he was always so kind of young looking and virile to me, you know. And so that you have that day. That was a Sunday, October sixteenth. You have NFL football. Wow. Uh, you have encounters. This is still in the times where regular TV shows outrated sports. Oh yeah. More people watched fucking Murphy Brown than Monday yeah, Night Football. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Wow. Um, and then uh, let's go to the 17th here. This is the last day in TV history. Uh, I only have this one up for you. 2005, the first episode of the Colbert Report airs. Wow. I only put wow. that up for you. Wow. Because I submitted a, a writing sample to that in 07. Yeah, and oh, it was kind of shaky when it first came on, but after a couple months, it got pretty damn good. Colbert was good. I mean, he was good on Comedy Central, I thought. Yeah. You know, I saw him. But you, I laugh because you're so honest about how awful your your audition went to replace Colbert on The Daily Show. Oh, for The Daily Show, yeah. Uh, it was in June of 2005. It was uh, just terrible. Just uh, I, I quit my job working at J.P. Morgan Chase over that because I was just like, I couldn't, pre- I told the story before, <laughs> we had bought this Bank of New York portfolio and these waves of different people from the Chicago office had to go to New York to do these, basically these investigations of the properties to make sure that they were okay, that we were purchasing them, uh, like asset managers. And I remember I had not gone, I'd been there almost a year and I hadn't traveled yet. And I was like, oh, good, good. I'm not going to travel. And, and I remember my boss was like, yeah, you got to go to New York 
for the next four days, and I was auditioning for the for the for to replace Colbert on, on the Daily Show on uh, on that Friday, and I I was going to prepare myself. Like I got three different scripts. I was going to work on it with Deb Downing, my friend Deb Downing. We were going to go through. Create some characters. Really try to do a good job. So I had a, did a very good audition. Yeah, they wanted you to like create a persona. Yeah, right? a persona. And 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 I, and and then I was told you're going to be gone for four days. And I had, I worked like twelve hour days on the road. I, I brought the, the 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 scripts with me, and I was like, I couldn't even I couldn't memorize them. I had to call in sick, fake sick that that Friday, and then memorize three scripts in like four hours. And I was beyond robotic when I did my audition, and I quit the next week. Because I was just like, that's never going to happen. Oh, so again. you made it. Th- oh, you quit your job. Yeah, I quit my job because I was like, that. The timing of that was so. Fu- I I, I could have done such a better job with the audition that I was like, well, obviously my priorities aren't in line. And then I worked in Chicago and ran out of my money, and then moved to Wisconsin. That that was a that was a financial tough time for me. Was you know? Elway? So when he because they compared Trevor Lawrence to Elway, Trevor Lawrence or or the guy from the Bills. No, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. The, they say he's as good a prospect as Elway was. So Elway was always a hot shot. Like there was never like a warming up. Like he came in blazing. He, his he did, first no. He his didn't first, struggle at all. No, 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 no. John no, Elway no. was ready for pro football. No, he struggled. He oh struggled. yeah. And his first year in '83, he was not good. He was he was not a very good quarterback. But he slowly but surely got better. Like a lot of young quarterbacks, you know, with Fields too. Uh, he he ran a lot early on. If you look at his stats, they're not that impressive. It's also because Dan Reeves ran this archaean Byzantine 2021 Minnesota Viking. Uh, uh, Would yeah. do a quick slant. You know, over to the side just, here. A, just a boring offense. A boring, shitty offense. Would do a slant. So that's why he had all those comebacks because they were always down. And it was like Reeves. Like, okay, it's a fourth quarter. Do something, and then he would like improvise stuff when he was. That's what he was. By very the way, good at. Lewis Riddick <clears throat> on uh, the Bears broadcast a couple weeks ago called the slant a China route. I swear to God, <laughs> I swear to God, he did a China route. Look at that. Look at me. I'm at my favorite team. Yeah, they were the first kind of colorful fan base. Them and the Raiders. They'd have they were the pig noses. I, I, I'd say the Browns were too. The Browns were with the, with dogs. the dog pound. Uh, but yeah, how you feeling? You ready to wind it yeah, down yeah, here? Yeah, we should. Man. How you? Sure. Uh, was it a good show? Did you yeah, enjoy yeah, it? Absolutely. Everybody I, out there, I hope you enjoyed it. The people that yeah. will eventually see this. Aponte has been here the whole time, I believe. Aponte, thank you so much, man. Uh, but yeah, that, that was that was the show. Us bullshitting. Uh, Chip Lowmiller. Uh, they, they were still the defending world champions. Hell this yeah, was, this was the first Cowboy Super Bowl with, with Aikman and stuff. Well, uh, you can follow us on social media, KeithPazel.com. Uh, hit up those hit up those donations, pay-per-view donations. That's how we keep the show That's going. That's Wilbur Marshall who scored that touchdown. X-Bear, Wilbur Marshall. He is uh, Insecure Comic on Twitter, yep. Adam Crocious everywhere else. I am Keith Pazel everywhere, K-E-I-T-H. P-A-E-S-E-L uh, Subscribe to the YouTube channel This yes. is Keith Pazel For everything uh, Yeah, we love you We'll Thanks see you We'll see you whenever Next week Yeah Tomorrow we'll Who the fuck knows Bye
we announce we are off the air, when we are off the air. <laughs>